心。Like everyone knows, they're just insane. Like, oh yeah! And to get to get up this the ski lift, it's probably like, I mean, you have to go on this lift for like almost four minutes, like four, maybe five. Like I should time it once because it, it it just goes forever. But then, so we go on this on this lift and we get off, and I'm like, okay, this is like where we were before. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 we go over there. And I was like, what? And there's a second <laughs> lift, and yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> So then we go up another lift. It takes like another like three minutes and we get up there and it's probably like five degrees up there. Like wind is just blowing in your face and you look out and it's like, uh, like this is like even outside of like the, the like lodge and like the ski area. But like there were just a ton of like you can, you're like even with these other mountains up there and i'm like oh my goodness and then we go down and of course it's just like steep as hell yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like i was like we just full scented but it was it was a good time like were the ski lifts open like were the were they the uh the chairs that because like i know sometimes they have like capsules yeah yeah was it was it like was it open or? no they yeah they were all open oh but yeah. like a lot of times People are going to, like, mock me, I'm sure, because I don't know anything about skiing. But, like, a lot of times, like, the the guard, I guess, like, people just don't put down a lot of times. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, there'd be, like, people, like, with, with little kids, and the parents would be like, can we put the guard down? And we'd be like, yeah. But, like, when you get, like... I don't know. There, a lot of times there's like just total like stoners on there, and oh, they're just yeah. like totally like chilling out. They like <laughs> literally have like the, like I feel like surfing lingo and snowboarding lingo is very similar, very and they, similar. they got that vibe where they're just like let's rip some palm, yeah. and they're <laughs> just like totally stoned, <laughs> and like they were yeah, of course they're not gonna say anything, so we're just like riding with the guard up, and like it's insane like i was like if i fall asleep like i could just slip off this chair like no, and yeah, i'm done yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the, the uh people like you said your friend has been uh skiing for like a decade you said yeah yeah those are the hard some of the hardest people to ski and snowboard with if you do, if you don't know what you're doing why why do you say that well because like you know like they they have you have to follow them yeah because yeah. i i have a buddy too who he lives on the hill yeah. and, we, and i went to utah <laughs> with him and i'm like i was talking all this game like oh we're gonna go off trail and all this stuff and i'm like oh yeah let's do it and then i got there and it was like oh my god i'm gosh. sure utah's no joke either oh my <laughs> no it's not it's not a joke like i remember at one point it, we were looking down like straight like I was about to go down this. I think it was a black time, but it was like it was ungroomed. I just looked. You could <laughs> literally look down. You had to look down. I was like, "Holy cow! If I fall, I'm tumbling. I'm dead." <laughs> and like my buddy's like, "All right, let's go." I'm like, "I'm just like, dude. Like, I'm literally scared for my <laughs> life right now. Can we just take a chill pill really quick? Like, it's crazy." Yeah, that's nuts. Have, yeah. <laughs> have you gone this season at all in Wisconsin? I've, I've not. No, I, I got a few buddies who want to try getting getting into it. So I'll be the guy that like they have to. Yeah. Follow. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. you know so i'm really excited for that i haven't gone yet but i don't know we'll see i know i don't even know if they're like open right now like with yeah no, no I, I was gonna go with my friend um and he he was like yeah i don't even think we can go because no snow yeah there's yeah. nothing like <laughs> it's so weird man i don't know yeah. it's just like 
all, all my all my friends who like don't believe in climate change are like it's so weird that there's like no snow yeah, like, I know, it's yeah. So, like yeah it's been like this like the past two three winters <laughs> yeah. and they're still like i don't know it's just so odd and i'm like okay buddy like come yeah. on <laughs> like, yeah, right? let's put the pieces together here. <laughs> like what do you think's going on like yeah, yeah. but yeah i hopefully we get some snow I, I don't know colorado's all the snow like will melt in denver but it will It'll probably melt in Denver after like a couple days. So it, it, it kind of feels like spring in Wisconsin, like at least once like every other week, because like you get all this melted snow and like the sun's out and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. And it, like, it feels like spring, the birds are like chirping and stuff. And it's like literally December. Yeah. Okay. It's like, like eerie. Yeah. But then, yeah, then you look like Denver's so awesome because you can literally just look to the west and like no matter where you are like you can just see mountains right. and you can just like for the like almost every week I'll like it'll be like a Monday and I'll like walk walking to class and like I'll look on my right and I'm like you can like just see like the snow cap mountains and just be like you know every day I'm just like I'll see you this weekend like you yeah. know and then you just yeah. drive up there and just hike snowboard whatever it's just it's a great time that's gotta be like one of the coolest things like just knowing like you automatically have something to do on the weekends yeah. endeavor. Yeah, yeah just, there's just never nothing thing. not to do. You can always, yeah, there's yeah. endless things to do. Like you said, if you're not skiing, if you're not snowboarding, you're hiking. Yeah, like, exactly. That's so cool. You'd that's be so surprised, cool. though, the amount of people, like, that I'm, like, see, for a PhD, you'll obviously, like, enter with a class, right? And yeah. it'll be, like, our class is super small. It's only, like, a class of eight. And then, like, oh. but, like, all the other, most of the other people, like, they're not really big hikers or like skiers or anything. And I'm just really? like surprised because I don't know. That was a big pull as to why I came. Like I said, it was just like the lifestyle of it. Like, yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's based. That's, that, that's a huge factor in choosing where yeah. you go to college. Like is, my, my goal this summer or this, this like for this like new year is just like, I told, I told this one girl, I was like, you can like come or I'm just going to solo hikes are like my favorite, but like, so I, if I just need to like unwind and like think about stuff, like I'll I'll just go on a solo hike and like. But I was telling her I was like I'm gonna go to a different trail like every Sunday, so like you can come with, you can not, because she's like a big hiker and yeah. like she's like I would like so be down to do that. So like I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be it'll be fun because it's so easy on Sunday to just get like as you know just like lost in schoolwork and like oh yeah forget to even like take a break on sunday because you're just like you're just grinding you know yeah like, well so I feel, it always feels like sundays for me have always been the most difficult day of the week yeah yeah you know because it's like you have you have all the week that you did all the work that you might not have finished during the week yeah and then, you, like, I, I don't know about you but i get to friday afternoon and i'm like well i could do this but i'll just push it off till sunday, that's you sunday know? Like, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> so yeah like like you said, like going out on hikes, like solo hikes, that's, that's what you like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just something about like going out and like seeing stuff that you know has been there before you and will be there after you. Yeah. It's just so awesome. Yeah. Something about just being on nature. Yeah. Especially like by yourself. Like anyone listening to this that hasn't gone on a solo hike, like, okay, first like go during the day, especially if like you're a girl, but like most people on a hike are like shit very very chill like yeah. it, they're they're just out there trying to do the same thing as you and i don't know i went i went on one before i caught my flight back back home and i there was just this like 60 year old dude who like came up to me and it's just like we just like talked like the the last mile and it was like it was just lit and, like yeah i was asking him like okay so i know you're like you're like 
older now, like 60, if, if you were like my age, like, what would you tell? What oh. would you tell someone my age? I love like yes, asking the, older people that question. question. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. He was like, really? Like, honestly, I know a lot of buddies that have made a ton of money in like real estate. Like I would try to just like, you don't have to be a businessman to do it, but just, just buy like a little house or a condo or something and like rent it out and like slowly you'll build up this passive income and then like you can can do it with you can do whatever you want with that money like eventually when you like pay off your house and stuff and he was like it's like you know i was like really solid advice you know that like i never would have like otherwise have gotten like my friend Reed Olson, like, you know, Reed, like, yeah. he's been telling me that for, like, years now. So, like, <laughs> I kind of already knew that, but that was just, like, kind of some affirma- affirmation that I was like, okay, this, this is probably a good idea. Yeah, know, it kind of, like, showed you, that, hey, like, maybe it isn't just, like, BS. That yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly, yeah. There's so many guys, there's so many guys that I knew in high school that I know now that are getting into it. I never would have thought about it. Like, yeah. I would have ne- never thought, and, like... For me, that's a scary. It's a scary investment because, like, I've seen, I've seen my da- my dad did a little bit. When, yeah, and I mean, this was like 10, 15 years ago, and he was just so stressed. Yeah, all the time. But like, it's like high risk, high reward, and it, it keeps you busy. Like, yeah, and but it's always cool because I took a. I was real estate at first, actually. Were you? Yeah, in okay. college, and then. Uh, I went to my first real estate class. I'm like, no, this is not for me. Because they have like the best real estate program in the world, pretty much. Right? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's like super, super good. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I can see why because it was the class, the, the one class that I that I took was pretty rigorous and it was like super informative. But yeah, it wasn't for me. I'm more of a people person rather than like a a built like a you know real estate person. Yeah. So switched over to MHR and that was what is that management and human resources okay don't really necessarily know what i'm gonna do with it for me it's more of a degree than anything but um yeah like we'll see where it takes me i guess <laughs> did, did you say like do you know like a, a common thing that people do with that degree like um no i mean not necessarily I, I i do know that like a majority of the people that get a degree they don't they don't even end up getting into that field uh-huh. like they'll get a degree and then they'll end up doing something else and i see myself probably being that same person just with the um you know like having the ability to say yeah i went to college and i finished a degree and i was you know like it just kind of adds more of a like more of a like resume almost yeah i see what you're saying yeah that i think the bachelor's alone speaks speaks miles like yeah absolutely i think it's coming less and less diluted though you know, because I think more and more people are going to college, more and more people yeah. are seeking further education. It's starting education. to mean less, which is, which is, but I mean, you going to Madison, I think speaks a lot to people. I didn't realize this, but like I go to Colorado and like, everyone's like, oh, you like went to Wisconsin yeah. and like, like people know, especially in like, I think it's more so because I'm like in an academic setting, but like, I think even, even in like jobs that you may like apply for and stuff like they, they'll probably like because we just have so many alumni like people probably know and like in general like wisconsin gets a really good like rep it has a really good reputation oh, which like absolutely. i don't know being in wisco like you don't really think too much of it and then like it, it's only when you go out of state that you're like okay like i guess i did come from from like a pretty solid university like yeah yeah absolutely i i like I've always wanted to go to Wisconsin as a kid. I I actually I um that was really the only school that I applied to. 
I applied to two schools. It was UWO and Madison. I oh, really? Like, and I just had fingers crossed. UWO. That's yeah. so funny. Man. I, that was my backup plan. But I was like, please, God. Like, I just need to like go somewhere else and figure things out for myself. But yeah. luckily, Madison was Madison was kind enough to let me in. I so. mean, you're you're here now. You're are you are you a senior this year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, how is? Do you like? Are you happy with your decision? Like you know, like yes, I, I'm happy with my decision. Getting further education, I think, is just good and important, anyways. But um, you know, like other times, and and other times, I wish I would have um, like pursued music further. But and I still am. But you know, like. I think that getting my education first and then taking that big leap is good. It's yeah. also scary though because I have a safety net, a safety net now, you know. So it's not live or die. Yeah, not because to say that I still treat it that way, but like no, I see what you're saying. I mean, high school diploma is good, but like there, there is to a certain. I know certain like some of my friends that like didn't go to college and they you know and it's like if you don't want to go to the trades like you're gonna have you could be like the most like outgoing guy in the world but you're gonna have like a tough time like landing the job because at this point a lot of the jobs that maybe people would want and pay decent amounts like doesn't matter who you are like if you don't have the requirement man of like a bachelor's like you said it really doesn't matter what but if you don't have like a bachelor's or even like an associate's degree like you're not getting the job like absolutely and and I think I think that I see like a college degree almost as a as like the door opener really. Like yeah, it's like exactly. the foot in the door because if if you don't have that qualification, I think it's really difficult for people to take you seriously or even like just even listen like begin to listen to what you're saying. And so yeah, like I'm pretty confident with my with my strengths and my and my weaknesses for that matter. Um, but like not having that college degree i i don't think that i i it would be difficult to capture the years of an employer or something like that yeah yeah for sure i mean what do you what are you thinking about doing after after college like have you i mean with you got your last semester right this yeah. is it this are you graduating this semester then uh no i'll probably graduate next year first semester okay okay so, so you got like a, a little a little bit longer than the typical yeah. four year yep so you got a little extra time to think about it like what are you gonna like try to do music full-time after or what are you thinking yeah i think i tell myself if i didn't give myself a shot I, it'd be something i i really regret yeah when i get older so the plan right now is to get my degree probably live another semester in wisconsin madison or i don't want to move back back like to oshkosh yeah. so probably one more semester in madison and then really like try to go to the bigger body of water yeah. whether that's i don't want to go to cali but like probably either california or new york so that's one of the coasts yeah. yes one of one of the one of the two so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of in the cards for me but i also like to i'd also like to i'd consider going overseas too yeah because um i learned i took spanish in in high school um but then re as of recently like i work at a job where i use spanish every day oh really yeah which is really weird the first time that you have to re like Speaking Spanish in a classroom setting is so a, different. A lot man. different than yeah. speaking Spanish in a real I hated setting. the classroom setting, man. Yeah? Why, yeah? why is that? 
it was just so, you know, I get you got to learn the basics. You got to learn all the conjugations and stuff. But like at a certain point, when does it just come where you, you just you just got to get tossed in there and just figure it out yourself. You know, Absolutely. Like, I, I just and when the person doesn't understand you, you have to like try to, you know, try to go at it from a different angle, try to use different words. You know, I think th- those are the skills that. I failed to build in high school and those are the skills like I wish I would have I think learned you know and just I wish they would have fostered more of like a I, I did you take cap Spanish and I did like Spanish five or whatever like I get that like we we're only supposed to speak Spanish in that class but even just like maybe like one or two times every week like we would just like have activities where we talk to each other like all in Spanish just like stuff like that I think would have helped a lot helped me a lot more than your typical like take your like take your exams preterite versus imperfect you know it's just like because i was good at those i could ace those but like you get me doing like oral stuff and i was terrible like i was trash because because they're two very different things you know yeah i mean the classroom setting is an artificial like an artificial uh construct of like what it actually is in the real life yeah um so like um when i first when i first had like we had um, hired some guys from Venezuela and Costa Rica, and um, they were they were here on um, on working visas, so they didn't speak a lick of English, and it was scary at first because it's like, okay, now I actually have to speak it for real, and like when you first do it, when it, it doesn't feel natural, it doesn't feel right. It, it feels like you're doing something wrong because. I mean, on one side, you don't want to, like, offend the person because, yeah. like, with your crappy Spanish <laughs> or whatever. But eventually, it just kind of becomes second nature. Um, and I was I was lucky because my, my mind kind of worked in a weird way when I was taking Spanish. Um, it was almost kind of annoying because whenever I, I would be thinking of, like, things in English, and I would always have to translate over to Spanish, like, in my head, not, like, just be, just because, like... I don't really know why it was it was kind of just like a necessity where i had to oh like this like this word means that and then like i would think like a i would think in english and then i would think in spanish. that's how i always did it yeah yeah and it, it got annoying after a while because it, it was just like it was just a lot of energy to like keep thinking about it keep thinking about it but it, i got to a point where it, like it was actually really easy and fun to talk in spanish so i'd have whole conversations and i'd be like wow do you not do that anymore no, I, I still do. Oh, Absolutely. you still do. Okay. okay. Uh, it's recently turned into French, though. So. Oh my gosh. I've been taking I've been taking out a new beast with French. I just started. So. But do you still do the English to Spanish thing? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was leading to like now I don't even do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're literally like fluent. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I mean, some some things are are easy and off the cuff. Like, I noticed like because like in um like when i was taking the class i was thinking like how do they decide which words like to use like which why which words to first introduce you to? yeah yeah and now it totally makes sense because like you know use sarah and star yeah i use them almost in every single like thing that i say right yeah. so um like those words are they just like those i i would consider myself pretty fluent in like the basic stuff yeah. but yeah at, at some point it's just vocabulary yeah so, yeah but yeah um I, I, I'm not taking Spanish in in college, but my brother did. And I truly think that I, th- I think I I feel more confident with my skills than, than his skills because yeah. like I've had the real world practice that and that's just 
that's something you can't emulate with no that's unmatched yeah Yeah, you can't emulate that so but yeah like going back to like after college so i would love to go to like a spanish-speaking country and just kind of just completely put myself into that that world but like maybe go to spain or something like that yeah like like spain maybe costa rica or something like that like i i learned in spanish i don't know if it's still this is still the case but i've heard that costa rica is one of the happiest places in the world and it i mean it makes sense like the people that i know from costa rica are just they're just always happy yeah like always happy always yeah like Todo bien, all yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the weather there is just oh, I'm sure insane. Like, oh yeah, I've I've never been, but I've been to I've been to Mexico a few times or one time, sorry. Um, that was really cool, but um, yeah, never been to Europe or anything like that. Have you? I've been to Europe. Yeah, I went to I went to Germany in high school. Really? For like a study abroad. Oh okay, how was yeah, that? Yeah, it was it was good, man. I so I you're you'll know this i i was in like global academy yeah in one of the only people that like anyone that went to west knows but like the only reason we could we were in this program so it's it's this program called c-i-e-e and they like fund study abroad trips like all around the world and to have your high school be able to like be on c-i-e like you had to have a global perspective in some way so all these different schools that were like most of them were like new york like san francisco and there are schools all around the world this one guy is from like hong kong Holy like God. all these schools had the common thing of like looking at like a global perspective in, in classes and stuff which like global academy essentially was so yeah. we were able to like join this thing and like i applied i got like good amount of money like they funded almost my entire trip which is lit yeah and i think it was my like going into my senior year of high school so that like see that junior year summer like i went out for like probably like four or five weeks in july and like flew to germany with all these like different people from like these huge cities right like hong kong san antonio like a lot of them were from like the boroughs of new york like bronx queens and like san francisco like just everywhere and i get there and they're like where are you from and i'm like oshkosh wisconsin and yeah. what, everyone's like wait like auschwitz and i'm like stop <laughs> like no 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 and i like i didn't know like any of these people i met like a couple like really good friends out there though and um anyways like i just i knew when i applied that i like i wanted to do microbiology which is like what i'm doing now and but like the only thing they had in Germany for their program was like global entrepreneurship, which really? I was just like, yeah. I knew I did not want to do that, but I was like, I want to go to Germany. So like, yeah. I applied and like, I BS the entire essay. I was like, you know, like, I think I'm like set on like micro, but like, I've always kind of like been interested in maybe running my own business. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, total BS. And like, um, yeah, they accepted me out there and it, it was just a blast. Like we stayed in like, um these like university dorms there and just oh, like really? we're like mostly in berlin but it was it was a great time oh like, man i bet like, yeah is it like um how much how different is like just kind of like the culture of it like i mean yeah so it is it is like a obviously like a white country like like america but like most most people speak english too really um 
but like you'd be surprised like it, it is like a very different vibe like it is very much like anyone that's gone to europe like i say like it gives off that like european vibe and like that is it like I mean, it makes sense, like, Germany is in Europe, but it is, like, just, like, very typical, like, European stuff. Like, everyone there drinks, like, seltzer water. Really? Like, you ask for a water there, you'll get, like, you'll get seltzer water. Really? It's really weird, yeah. Like, you have to, you have to say, I want still water, otherwise <laughs> they'll give you, like, sparkling. And I'm like, okay, this is, I hated sparkling at the time, so I was like, this is, this, like, this sucks. Because I remember one time, like, I went for a run and I was really thirsty, oh. and I, like, went to a gas station and, like... I was like, just a water, please. And then, like, I didn't, I forgot to say still. And, like, you can't chug sparkling water. And I'm like, so thirsty. And it's just like, just like totally destroying my throat as I'm like chugging this. I'm yeah. like, I don't even care. Like, but um, yeah, it was just a great time. And um, this, this past summer, because I, I knew I, I was into the PhD program at that point. It starts like in August. So this summer was just like a summer of ton of vacations for me because I knew like once you start your PhD, like it, it goes year round and you're like always working. It's like a full time job. So like, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to have time for all these vacations. So like um, one day my mom like calls me up like mid February. I'm just like at lab at UW just hanging out. And she's like, yeah, like, I don't know if you'd be interested, but like, I'm thinking about like going on a trip to Italy. Like, would you be down? And I'm like, she's like, yeah, like I, I'd like play, pay for the flight and stuff. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I went to Italy this summer with like my mom and my, and my twin sisters. And really, yeah, that was, just, that was a time too. Oh my gosh. What did you see? Did you see anything cool? Yeah, we went to, so we went to Rome, Florence and Venice. So oh, nice. Rome is like where the, like, where the, like the Sistine Chapel is and like, you know, where like the Pope's hang out and stuff. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the Pope, but we got to see like a lot of like the famous paintings there. Like, you know, the one where they're like almost touching fingers or whatever. Oh like, yeah. I forget what that one's called, but, um, it's like a big religious painting and it's like, it's in the Sistine Chapel and it's in this, like, you have to like. It, it, you go up you like look up like a hundred feet and like in the middle of this room is the painting but it's like on the ceiling that's why and yeah. like the people like like they didn't speak english but all like the guards and stuff that were there were like i i was like holding out my like camera and they're like no photo no photo yeah. <laughs> like, i was like okay whatever <laughs> i don't know if the flash like messes with it or something but um but yeah we went to sistine chapel um and then florence was just lit like florence was my favorite no one not a lot of people talk about florence but like florence had like um florence had statue of david oh really which is like one of the most famous i think it's i think it's by michelangelo sorry if that's wrong (laughs) i don't i'm not i'm not huge in my art but um yeah just like that was a super super cool sculpture i don't i think you know it's just like it's basically just like signifying like how dope the human body is like you know it's like david is like really muscular and just like just looks so cool like i I got to see that and then florence just has like a ton of museums so like i'm a big museum guy so we got to see all this art and like different different artifacts from like from like just the italian reign of like the different kings and stuff like that which is cool seeing those like art pieces they're so much different in person like a lot of times yeah, it's like yeah. i didn't expect that like for example it, like the white house yeah have you been there yeah that, yeah i was like i was expecting it to be much bigger but it's really not that big no no it's not huh. it's, it was uh like the the only the only thing that kind of blew me away was the um was the 
Lincoln Memorial. That was cool. Um, I think there's two different trips that you can take though, because you can see you can see pretty much any of those structures twice, and they're brand new. One during the day and one during the night. You have to do, I, I, in my opinion, you have to do both, because they're the lighting that they have, like the the um, the like the Lincoln Memorial is cool. The World War Two Memorial is cool, but they're all they're all brand new when they're at night. So yeah, it, but yeah, like the White House much smaller than i expected in person that is but like the mona lisa too i don't i when i first thought about that it was like oh this thing's like i picture being massive have really, you seen that yeah it's super yeah, small isn't I, it it's at the louvre or whatever yeah, in france I, yeah and, like it's yeah. so small i didn't ex- i wouldn't have expected yeah that. yeah my sisters went there and i've heard rumors but then yeah they came back and they're like yeah, we were we got in there like super early, so we were like the first ones to see it before it got like flooded with people and like yeah, they were just like yeah, it was like it was like I don't I don't know how small it was. Is it like the size of a piece of paper? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's tiny, it's tiny, like it's crazy, really small. Yeah, it's kind of comical because like you see all these people like like looking at this and it's just like that it's yeah. just like small it's just really but it's small. so famous yeah right for like no reason i don't even know how it got famous to be honest but i like to be in the heads or like at least like to hear like some of the, like the an artist talk about their piece like that because like as someone who like makes like makes art i i can tell you things i like about my art and things i don't like but like as an outsider somebody might say oh that's perfect yeah but like they'd probably be like oh i hate the the nose or i hate the eyes about this i want i'm curious i'd like to like kind of like probe into somebody's mind about that yeah but like and just see yeah yeah like what was done by mistake what was the, and like became like because that's one thing about making art like sometimes you f- find out like the things that you either do by mistake or the things that you really dislike about a piece initially they slowly start to become your favorite things about something yeah like like i'll be working on my music and then um I'll come up with, or like I'll add like a new drum sound or I'll add a new instrument to the melody and I'll think like at the time I'm thinking like oh I don't like this part is is terrible but then I'll show somebody else and they'll be like oh, what is that noise like what is that and, and I'll be and I'll be like yeah it's this this I don't really like it you know there's but, so many different sounds yeah yeah it's like, like I don't really like that part that part was an accident or I don't really like it but then I'll like put it down and then come back to it be like oh that's actually that's one of my favorite parts about it which is weird it's it's kind of that's another thing where like if you put like something down um and i'm sure like even even with your podcast you can notice this like um like when you when you do a podcast do you listen to your own podcast back like when you after you put them out yeah sometimes i don't I, i've been starting to do more and more of it like usually i'll I'll finish my workout in the morning and while I'm like whipping up breakfast, I'll like, I'll like turn it on. Listen to it. Yeah. 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 What does that usually look like in your head? Is it usually like, Oh, that was cool. Or is it, or are you critical of yourself? I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not because it's, it's different in a way. I think it's a little different than like making music in a way because it's, to me, it's just like, it doesn't really matter. Um, how I go about it. I think the biggest thing for this is like the transitions. Like, do they, do they f- like, do I, can I like kind of flow effortlessly from one topic to the next? And it kind of feels like 
it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like too like choppy you know like it's like sure. I, w- I was able to like kind of smoothly like close out that topic like a like a transition sentence in like a in an essay you know can i do that like it throughout the episode and like sometimes like I'll come home like like hammered not some nights and I'll like listen to it and I'll be like I just did that yeah. like, that was insane it's always yeah. those nights and I'm like I because I I know what I'm doing in my head but to like like you said to an outsider like they're just like oh he's just like having a conversation but yeah. like I do kind of work those in and I don't know I don't I don't I don't I don't get too picky about it I think the the biggest regrets i have are like when i listen back and i'm like oh like i wish i would have asked this person like this question and usually but usually throughout the course of the episode like i'll have an hour and a half so like i'm really good at i i like it like i don't i don't have notes for this or anything so i've gotten good at just kind of going on the fly and being like you know i had questions like for example that i i was looking to like ask you mm-hmm. and like as the conversation progresses it usually like I, I can usually find like ways to like incorporate them and I'll be like, Oh, I remember I was going to ask this. So like right now I'll just like throw it in, you know? Yeah, like, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess, I guess in terms of that, it's like similar in ways for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I find that something, if I try too hard, the worst, like the harder I try at something, or yeah. especially music, anything creative, the harder you try, I feel like the worse it is. Yeah. It has to be complete. Like you have to be like almost completely like in between a state of like, conscious and unconscious yeah like and weirdly this is a weird side shoot but i found the same thing for girls too yeah, like when i yeah. when i try to like put on my like riz code or like whatever you want to say but like i like when you try to like be like whatever it never works oh but absolutely. like when you when you try to just i tell people this like when you when you like truly are like yourself and you're just in that element like I swear, dude, I can pull any girl I want. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's nuts. And, like, that, I've been, like, trying to, like, get at that more and more, you know? Because that's, be, that's when it comes easy. When when it feels like I'm just, like, on a podcast with a girl, like, and we're just, like, we're just, like, talking and, like, having a good time. Like, the rest is history, really. Yeah. Like, it's easy. Yeah. That yeah. Goes, it goes with a lot of things, It does, too. yeah. Like, even sports. Like, yeah. When, when you're I, in that groove, man. Flow yeah. state. Like, yeah, you're oh, unstoppable. Yeah. You can yeah. do things... You do things that not even like like you you would you can do things that you wouldn't even think you could do. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell you how many times with my wrestling where like I'd like step off the mat after a match and be like I didn't know I could do that. Like <laughs> that was that was crazy. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of let your body take over. And it's it's weird because you can't tell yourself to let your body take over. You just got to do it. Yeah. Like it, it's it's hard to explain because you can't you can't be like be in the moment, be in the moment. Yeah, but you can't flow just, state doesn't work like that. No, like, not at all. It almost creeps up on you. Like, no, it does. It, it's always when you're not thinking about it, and then you're like, wait, I'm like locked in, and, <laughs> yeah. that, and then you're just like, okay, I don't I don't know how this happened, but we're going with it. You know, <laughs> that's one of the scariest thoughts that I that I have is as like when I'm trying to be creative is whoa, this is cool. That's exactly when I know it's all downhill from there. <laughs> exactly when, <laughs> when you like realize, that. yeah, yeah, you know, exactly the moment I tell myself I'm onto something is when I start to realize I'm not onto something. It starts to go the other way. Yeah, because then you're like conscious about it in a way. Yeah, so, yeah, and you're being you're you're more you're. You're like indulging in your own work. I, I forget when I'm. Oh, that's a good way to put it. You know, like you're, you're more, you're impressed with yourself. As soon as you're impressed with yourself is when you lose that flow, flow hmm. state of mind. Cause then, then you like look back and then you're trying to like glor- glorify yourself and 
that's when I that's when I notice that things go off the rails. Like it happens to me all the time. I'll mm. be working on a piece of music. I'll be like, oh, as soon as I think, oh, this is the next banger. Like, <laughs> bam. No. No. That's when it goes downhill. Interesting. Yeah. I've I've yeah. recently been finding like. I think like my confidence like in Denver has gone up quite a bit and mostly weirdly in a way because of like that like I I I think in the past like I never really saw myself as this like kind of like cool dude who's like out there just doing what he loves and like I've now I've kind of had this introspection that like I really am like doing what I want to do and like I guess in a way it's self-indulging but it's more just like self-realization that like the 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 episodes that i put out you know like the the experiments i do at work whatever like is all like super cool stuff yeah and, like i think I, I finally just realized how like kind of dope of a dude i am yeah and, like ever ever since that it's been like history and yeah it's, it's weird you say that because when i get in flow state i it doesn't matter what i do like i can't really it's usually an external factor that will like I that like when I look back on previous times when I had that like it's usually an external factor that will like f- push me out of it but like in my own head I can think whatever I want and like I will not be able to lose it which is like super nice yeah uh y- you can do something um and not lose it does that mean like a uh, some sort of creative thought yeah well and and like you said like I, I, on the other hand, like, I can self-indulge. So, like, I'll be in, if I was in flow state right now, I'd be like, like, damn, like, this, like, these words that I'm saying right now are just, like, fire, and, like, it won't matter. Like, I'll still be able to, like, I'll, I'll just go right on. Keep like, it going, yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, yeah, dude, it's funny you bring up flow state, because, like, recently I've been, um, uh, my flight, um a few days ago got like it got like pushed back as it does around the holidays so i had a lot of time to like think at the airport yeah and during that time like probably half of the 12 hours like i like found myself in flow state really it's really weird so like i got i got a chance to like every time i get in it i'll like i'll like go back to like when i think i entered it and then i'll like write down what i was doing because i i want to like with the goal of like hopefully having like triggers for myself or like ways that like if i like maybe want to get into flow state like there's like there would be like a textbook way to like put myself into it absolutely um but i think i've already lost right there because if if you want it you're not going to get it i think that's like the number one rule of flow state like if you yeah but i i have found like usually what I was doing a lot at the airport was like introspection. You know, I was just like gazing. I wasn't on my phone. I found like, if I'm on my phone at all, I will not get it. Like I need, I need to have like kind of like a free mind in a way. And like, it's when I'm like kind of having like introspective thoughts. And I like, I found this at the airport. Like I was listening to like music. I was like familiar with. So like, I wasn't like singing along, but like, it was like this familiar, like, and I wasn't really paying attention to the music a lot because I was like thinking about things, but it was just like, I think my brain liked that like familiar familiarity in the background. Like, you know, I, I'm a big, like, what's an example. I was like, I'm a big, like strokes fan. Like I, I love the strokes and oh, yeah. like, um, one of my like favorite like music bands and, um, last night is a banger. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was just like, I had my strokes playlist on. I was just like running through that. And like slowly I find myself like, usually when I'm introspective, I like to like, like, you know have a little journal and like jot stuff down that i'm thinking and like slowly i just found myself like i'm like looked up i'm like 
when, when you when you're in that moment you're like oh my god we're in it and then you yeah. just run with it and like, <laughs> yeah but that that seemed to be at working like a good amount but i don't know that that is just so weird like getting in getting in that state you know especially in like a creative setting because that's when you just you know you're gonna flourish like yeah it's just it's awesome and i think it's and like that's interesting that you were saying that you listen to music when you're in that but when you were in that that state you yeah because i think that if you keep your brain occupied with something else it help it, it i feel like it almost helps you focus even more yeah because it puts your brain on on autopilot and you're not forcing anything yeah. so i feel like a lot of my ideas they come when i'm driving or when i'm listening to music or listening to a podcast because i at once like i have my brain on autopilot doing this one thing and but for something about it, it you're able like when i'm driving i'm thinking like I, i'm able to think of like a lot more creatively just because like i'm not sitting alone and just trying like forcing it to come out it's yeah. kind of just naturally coming out yeah it's yeah flow state is it's a very interesting state of mind it's it's really interesting like you would think that the harder you would think that like you would need to use your brain in order to like achieve that but really yeah. it's all the way around it, no the, it is I, it totally is you said something interesting you said the more you want it the more like it'll you'll like it'll run away from you yeah totally agree yeah totally agree there's totally something there's such thing as wanting something too much because then you get in your own way absolutely yeah 100 like, yeah that's with anything sports music literature anything you can't yeah. force it it's difficult i think creativity too i think kind of what we were saying like i think flow state a lot of times goes hand in hand with creativity and like Absolutely. a lot of the craziest ideas i've had on my podcast have come like when i'm often now that you say that like i'm often driving or i'm like actually just in flow state and like yeah i don't i don't i don't know um i i have another show on here so i'll have i have one show that like i'll bring on a guest a week and that's just like that's like flying intuition and in, in its essence you know just letting people know about logan groda or like whoever i bring on that's kind of the goal of that and like letting letting people tell their stories and stuff and the other show i had like i came out with um this past february and it was like i i was just driving like about to get lunch with my mom like after a dentist appointment and like i had this idea that of like kind of letting people tune into some of my introspective thoughts and this this show is called life of the germ and i just oh. kind of like talk about my week it's just me so it's like a solo show with just me talk about my how my week's going and then like maybe something i've been thinking about throughout the week or something that i've like kind of like learned throughout the week that i think would be like valuable to share with like my listeners and yeah like the idea for that show came when i was just like on a drive and it was like it, it's just such a great feeling when you get an idea i had this like a couple weeks um a couple weeks like before i left for 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 oshkosh and like my job was done so i had like a bunch of time to just like basically just solitude to like think about things and like i had that like i had this crazy idea that like i wanted to really like figure out a way to like bring together different departments in my university so it's like very much so like you know immunologists are over here even like microbiologists are separate so like microbiology like studies like you know like microscopic living organisms and immunology just studies like the immune system but more often like specific immune cells so sure. it's like they're like the same things like immunology is like 
a subfield of microbiology in a lot of ways but like yeah like they don't really talk to each other and it's no. it's so weird yeah. and like we don't we don't like there's this like weird thing in phd programs like you don't interact with like neurobio or like molecular bio or like computational biology like all these different fields like don't interact with each other but i'm like if there was like if i could figure out a way to like bring everyone together so i i started for a second like maybe doing like a journal club where we do like different papers from those different respective fields but like then i realized i was like okay there's no way like an immunologist is going to want to like read a neurobio paper because it doesn't relate to them at all you know but then i had this idea i was like okay I took this like gen ed class, like all the first year PhDs had to take this gen ed class. And like, I got like a lot of numbers through that from different people in different like fields and stuff. And I was like, what if I, what if I just like had on, like reached out to the, those different people. And I was like, are there any like faculty that like would want to come on the podcast and like talk and like, before you know it, I was like running with this idea and it was like, you know how like ideas are very much so in the, like their infant stage and I, I watched a YouTube video about this once and like it was actually um do you know Lex Fridman? Yeah, love him. Yeah, he had uh, he had on Jeff Bezos like a couple weeks ago and like you can say whatever you want about Bezos but like he's a very smart guy. Like you you have to be very smart to be the second richest man in the world. Yeah. Like and like I, I I tuned into his stuff and he was like yeah, a lot of times with my like very baby ideas, my these infant ideas, like I I will like purposely kind of like I think what he said is he'll like say I like like this is very much so an infant idea. So like what he would have done before I told you this is that like he would have been like, I wanna preface with like this is an infant idea. You're gonna you're gonna spot a million holes wrong with this idea, but I just want you to like kind of like hear me out and see if you can like run with me on this idea you know and I, I think that's very powerful because all these infant ideas even now there's probably people like oh like this would never work blah 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 and it like there there are there are a lot of flaws with the idea but like it all like those first thoughts like when it's just like this infant little thing you kind of have to nurture it like a plant you know and you got to water it and like you got to really keep thinking about it and i think a lot of times like throughout history i'm sure there's been a lot of like possibly world changing ideas that like were just never nurtured enough yeah and like people never believed in them enough that they just died and like we'll never we'll never know about them which never is left the napkin which is like a sad yeah yeah it's yeah. like a sad thing to like think about but um yeah so basically like what i what i want to do is like yeah just bring on faculty from different departments and like i think i could kind of like like let let people in my department know if I bring like a neuro person on and be like, cause they know me. Yeah. I think that's like what matters. You know, if you know me, they'll be like, okay, well I don't know really this other faculty, but like, I know you. So I'll like tune in, you know, and slowly like my goal is to hopefully like kind of like, I feel like try to like bring, bring like the departments less separated and isolated from each other. So like if I like have an, opening in my research that i'm like wait this would be really cool if we looked at it from like a from like a perspective of someone who studies the brain like i could like collaborate with them and like we could like work on a paper together or something you know just like cool stuff like that i think would be sweet absolutely and even if even if the the subjects and or maybe the topic don't relate the processes definitely do relate yeah like trying to find like like, for example, like someone might think that like trying to go into a creative process, you know, you take one idea and then you try to go as far as you can with it while 
Whereas somebody differently might be saying, no, you try to take as many perspectives as you can. And so just trying to hear their thought process and their process of trying to figure things out, that's really valuable. Yeah. Super valuable because, I mean, you might, you it's life-changing advice and life-changing like um, information comes to you so quickly yeah. and, and just like unexpectedly in many circumstances so and but that only comes with talking with other people yeah so like that's so i that that's cool that you're doing that because yeah. like like i think getting people talking is is a very good first step yeah right? so, yeah thank you i yeah. appreciate that uh, yeah i mean i i think just just getting into the kind of like the meat of what i wanted to really talk to you about was just like just like the music and stuff like how has how has that been going for you um it's been it's been really interesting i see i see a lot of my aspects of my life they tie together very very similarly like my my music life ties in with my personal life ties in with my my academic life they all they all work really together um and my my music it's it's difficult because it's my music i'm not very proud of at this moment it's weird because like i'll make something and I, I just dislike it i don't huh. like it but it's kind of a it's a gift and a curse because it is it's, it's sometimes where it's like man like is this, is this for me i just can't step away from it i can't like i just love it too much and when i'm having a bad day it's it's so easy to just talk through your instruments and just like and really they're conversations with with myself without having any sort of words like oh really you see it like that that's nuts i love music but i've never i've never like i guess thought of it in that way before yeah absolutely because like you sit down like i'll sit down on my piano and i'll i'll just kind of play around with it and i know how i'm feeling even if i don't like i can't put into words how i'm feeling i'll be like it's really interesting because I'll, I'll get done with my like session of making music and I'll, th- I'll look back and I'll, I'll I kind of feel the vibe of the music that I made it and it's like oh dude that's how I feel yeah like yeah. you know it's like and maybe you don't even have a word to describe the feeling but like no I mean and like it's a fine line between I haven't reached the point yet where I'm making music for myself that's my goal is to make music that I enjoy because initially like you try to make I, I was trying to make music that other people liked. yeah like or, bangers and stuff, right you know? right yeah. but the the true bangers are the ones that i look back on i'm like oh that was that was cool and it, it comes in spurts like one month i'll be i'll make music absolutely like feverishly right just every day can't can't get away from it all oh, that's all i think about and then the next next month i'll try to sit down and it's just blank like nothing i can't and it's frustrating yeah it's frustrating because you can't you can't like it's not like any other job where you like you clock in you do your work you clock out it's oh i, I need to clock in right now like yeah. <laughs> like whereas like a regular job it's like okay i'm clocking in at eight o'clock 8 a.m when i'm working till 4 p.m but with music it's like it'll be one in the morning and then you'll feel an emotion and then you're like whoa like i gotta like put this out on paper <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah and so that's it's it's really interesting and you know you get a lot of inspiration from artists and that changes it, it changes for me because i mean when i was in middle school when my my passion for music really started to like bloom it was you know lil wayne all the way to imagine dragons like it was all over 
and um like then it turned into like um other people then it turned into like i mean drake like it's hard not to love drake yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge drake fan super yeah. mainstream not really anymore but I, yeah. I, all his old stuff is gold to me absolutely so oh i still i still love drake yeah, yeah I, i've always i've always loved drake um but then like a lot of those inspirations in my life they they really resonate in my music and um yeah like the music's never the same it always really depends on how i'm feeling that day as with anything right if i'm feeling angry i'll make a good i'll make a like a rap beat or something if i'm feeling sad i'll i'll make some classical stuff and just kind of you know gospel churchy vibe and stuff like that um but yeah like i think the next step for me with my music is trying to find someone else to compete with like in the same room together because i look i look at my music a lot like i did with my wrestling because you know I like I really like the expression that iron sharpens iron. Um, in order to become the best, you have to really work with the best yeah. and compete with the best. And I haven't really found that yet. I haven't, um, not to sound like too cocky, but like there really hasn't been someone. In, I haven't really been in a room with somebody who who knows the programming more than I do. Yeah, like because I work tire like tirelessly toward like towards putting all my time in this music and this programming and stuff and the people that i've worked with like they're not necessarily as serious at, at, like about it as i am or maybe they are they just don't have i mean you've been doing this for a while right like, yeah coming up on four or five years yeah so that's crazy i, I know i know i wish i would have started earlier i kind of kicked myself i was first exposed to it by one of my buddies actually um uh jake shefchek actually oh okay he i had, didn't know jake made music he didn't make music but he he um he's one guy who he likes to dabble in a lot of things yeah yeah so but one of the things that he had was he he had downloaded fl studio like i think he had like crack like had it like cracked on his computer or something like that like downloaded it um um and i remember sitting down and just kind of playing with it and it's really strange because i look back on that and at that moment if you would have told me this was probably sixth seventh or eighth grade if you would have told me that like as a sixth or seventh or eighth grader that i would be doing this now i would have been like yes it makes sense but like i also been like whoa that's actually kind of cool like i wish i would have i wish i'd have taken what taken that thought of like fun like sitting down with the programming and i wish i would have ran with it back yeah then. but then again i i taught myself that about um wrestling as well but yeah I'm the same with podcasting. But you never know. No, you don't. You never. What happens if you started when you when you were younger and you got burnt out? Yeah, and you, then you probably would have never have came back to it. You know, yeah. or maybe you would have. You know, I, you don't. You don't really know. I think everything happens for a reason. I think. I think I was introduced to podcasting at the perfectly right time. I think. It, I think it happened during that day for a reason. You know, I, I'm like a firm, firm believer in that. Absolutely, and um, I have to ask you, like, when you first started podcasting, was it? kind of just like like a off the rip kind of thought like was it kind of just like maybe i should do podcasting and you just and then you just did it yeah that's Dude, I didn't, i'm not like you like i don't i'm at the point now where i've like february this february will be coming on two years and like i still have not met anyone that i mean i know people that have like had podcasts and stuff and like immediate like i'll still get this thing where it's like everyone has a podcast and i'm like okay 
but like have they been uploading every week for the last two years like no no like 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 you i'm not gonna be cocky about it but like there's a certain truth about like sometimes you just got to say the truth and like the, the truth of this is like i haven't like you i haven't met anyone that's like really had had the same level of like work work ethic or like i i don't i th- quite honestly like loves it as much as i do like yeah. i think that's really what it comes down to uh i do want to backtrack actually there is one person who <laughs> a couple people that do okay okay slazlo von kerrigan and ian stewart shout out shout out Vaughn. shout out those guys yeah, for yeah. sound those guys being in the room with vaughn i i'm i'm just waiting at this point like he's He's been consistent for the last... That's the key with this stuff, man. It really is. I am a Absolutely. firm believer in that, you know? Absolutely. Like, the great, like the greatest in all aspects, like, in all aspects of life, they they don't, like... It's not... Yes, it is talent, but it's... With, with creativity, like, creativity, it's more about putting out as many answers as possible. Yeah. It's not, like... It, yes, it is the quality... Of, I mean, the quality's got to be there. It can't be total garbage. Right. Like it can't, like you can't just like kind of half half ass it, right? But with as with any issue in life that requires a creative, it has multiple answers. Like with math, there's one there's one yeah. answer, right? So yeah. you you spend a lot of time on one solution. But if it's if it can have many many answers, like coming up with a a song that makes the charts, like it's more about volume and quantity more than quality in my opinion obviously the quality piece is a big part but the more you put out the more chances you have of coming up with something great so um that's just kind of been my philosophy um and it's it sometimes like i'll be making music and there's a piece i'll work on for two or three hours and come back to it the next day and there are other pieces i'll just set a 15 minute timer and say all right 15 minutes yeah. make something i like i like that sometimes though yeah it's like good. there's a there's a law that says that if you give yourself uh, this uh such and such amount of time like that's how quickly you'll finish it like if you give yourself two days to finish a project it'll take you two days if you give yourself two hours it'll take two hours so the quality might vary but yeah, it'll, right. it'll get done yeah right, it'll right. get done <laughs> well even well I would even push back on that idea a little bit too, because oh yeah, maybe in terms of music, it might be, it could yeah. be different. Yeah, like if you put if you're putting so much time into these pieces, sometimes like like you find that it doesn't even become natural anymore. Like you're like you're getting so nitpicky about it, right? And just yeah, right. And uh, with music, a lot of subconsciously, the audience almost enjoys like the imperfections of your music. Like for example, like. When I'm, whenever, like, whenever I use a piano in my music, you can click the notes in and all this stuff like that and make it all perfect and perfectly on time. But if you put it, they say, on the grid, like, perfectly on the grid, it sounds robotic. It doesn't sound right. So you almost ha- so we do this thing where, where you humanize it, where, which means you put imperfections in it which is strange like you really think. so you, so people don't usually put it like on the grid like it's no because they, it, it sounds too perfect yeah it sounds wow. too perfect so they so they'll they'll you move it off like a 16th or yeah, something like that yeah, like you make it you make it you make it less perfect to yeah. make it better wow. which is strange right so yeah um 
Oh, uh, yeah, that that just gave me the thought, like, well, what, well, I, I'll ask you, what kind of got you into podcasting? Like, what was it? Like, was it like... Joe Rogan. Was it Joe Rogan? Yeah. Heck yeah, I love Joe Rogan. I was, I was eating lunch one day, and I always felt, I, I loved having conversations, like, with the boys around the fire, and, like, that was, I just, I would always feel, like, like, those were some of the times where I felt, like, I felt like the best version of myself was like when I, when I was talking with the boys around the fire and even hours after that, like, damn, that was a good conversation. You know, you wish you could have it back. Yeah. And like, and I was like, I never could quite get at like my, 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 my kind of drive and like thirst for conversation can never really be quenched like on a day-to-day basis. So I was like, I think that's what kind of put me over the edge. And I was, I was listening to like Rogan and Musk, like having a conversation. And like, I was like, what if I just did this? And like, I, I have a lot of friends that I'm sure like if I asked would come on. I love it. No one knows the friends. I don't care. I don't care if anyone listens to this. Like, I'm just going to do it. Cause I like it, you know, and that, the rest is history, man. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a lot of confidence to, to put stuff out like that. It does. Cause and, yeah, like people are very critical. Yeah. And that, that's one reason, like, like you, I was like, I wish I could have done it like back in, like, I couldn't imagine me having this drive as a high school student. Like I would have the whole, I would have had the whole high school listen to this. Like I have no doubt about it, but like, I, I, I was, just, I just cared too much about what other people thought in high school. Like, so yeah. I don't even, I don't even get me started on middle school, like middles. I mean, that was even worse, but like high school, I was like, I just cared about too much about you know if, if one person in high school would have been like your podcast sucks i would have stopped yeah like, you would have yeah, yeah would have yeah. completely destroyed your confidence so yeah. i think a lot of ways like throughout college i learned to just for lack of a better word like kind of just stop giving a fuck about what other people thought and like as soon as that happened i was like i'm gonna put this out because i like it you know yeah and here we are 70 episodes later you know yeah. like just 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 having a convo you know do you have a uh have a dream person that you want to have on your podcast I guess I've never gotten that question before. No. Um I don't I don't know. I guess not. I guess like right off the cuff, like who I think of, just like I feel like Jack Harlow would be a really yeah. hype guest to have on cuz you always see him like he always like talks to like usually girls that like interview him. So like like you know the like call me daddy podcast like he was on there like i think a few months ago and like he went on like the chicken shop date podcast and you know he's just like super flirty like that's just how harlow is but like i think like just seeing him as like a bro like having him on here as like a bro i think would be cool because you can tell like i feel like he would like like i'm thinking about going out with the boys tonight like i feel like harlow could definitely fit in with my scene you know like he'd just be another one of the bros like yeah we're just trying to have some fun tonight. I, I think that would be a cool guest. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. I think mu- musical artists are really interesting because they have two different personas. Like, they, they in, in one aspect, they kind of promote themselves as, the, as this one person in their music. But, like, you don't really get to actually see what's true or not. Yeah, so, yeah. So, exactly. like, you get these little nitpick things, like like these different interviews, but, like, that's it is that actually how they are probably not right like, no i yeah. mean at the end of the day they they have to appeal to a certain like type of people in order to make money that's yeah. right so that's so and that's actually that's actually that leads me to an, another thought that that's kind of one thing that, that it's kind of really interesting kind of upsetting about music is that like 
a certain type of music sells, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's really one of the only app like job applications where like if you want to be like a rapper, for example, um, like, oh, do you drink a lot? Yes. Oh, you're accepted. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you don't do drugs. No, sorry. Like, you're not. Like, it's it's really interesting and weird, but. Um, yeah, and like logic. Um, I was just gonna say logic because like, he, yeah. it's 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 all it's not even about what you do, which is the worst part. It's just about what what do you rap about? Yeah, he talks about in his last album. I love his last. It, I know he dropped one recently. His like his, that that orange album. I think it's no pressure. That's I don't know if you've listened to that, but like he talks about how like if you rap about stuff like how Chance rapped about like his marriage on the big day, like that stuff won't sell because everyone thinks it's corny. Yeah. But like rappers will all rap about how they get like a lot of like women and like get all this money and do a lot of drugs. When in reality, like a lot of them aren't even doing that, but like no. people like that. So that, that's what they, that's what they rap about. You and know? that's like, what sells. And yeah. I, I think it's very damaging. It is super damaging because especially for a young kid, like, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm sure Macklemore fell into that trap. He heard all those people rapping about that when he was growing up. And he was like, you know, Wayne does it. I got to, he's the guy I look up to. I got to embody him to the, to the fullest, you know? Like, Absolutely. Like you emulate the greats. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times the greats are talking about stuff that they've never really done. Yeah. And so, but. I mean, I feel like you're at the point now where you, well, one thing I want to kind of come back to is you talked about how, like, depending on your emotions, you'll like kind of almost you'll like translate yourself into these different genres of music and i think in a lot of ways that i feel like that's where the beginning for artists really starts it's like you don't like you said maybe you don't exactly know what your sound is yet but i think that is like really powerful instead of just like you know i'm just gonna try to make a rap beat you know because then you limit yourself to like whatever is going on in like the rap industry whereas like if you're going to these different genres constantly like while you don't exactly know what you want to put out now like when that time's come when that time comes i bet it's probably going to end up being like you're going to find yourself in this place where you're pulling from all these different spaces and all these different genres and like yeah to be honest i think that's when it gets its coolest mac miller's really good at this you know like he he yes he i think I think if you look him up on Google, he is classified as a rapper, but like he'll, he'll get like sing songy on you and then he'll throw in like these different like jazz samples jazz. and like different brass. And like, you're like, where did this come from? But I guarantee you, like, that's probably music he listened to or his dad listened to or his mom listened to when he was like a young kid. And like maybe when he was back in his, in his like experimental days and he was trying to figure out who he was in the music space, like, he probably started out like, okay, I'm just going to make a jazz type type thing today and just see where that takes me. And like, I don't know. I it, I think it's cool that you're kind of all over the place because like, I think once you finally found, find what you really like this certain niche that like you can't get enough of, like, I feel like in a lot of ways you probably will find yourself pulling from all these different genres and just kind of making your own thing, which Absolutely. is awesome. And like, you'll go into something and be like, oh, I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make a Jack Harlow type beat today. Yeah, yeah. And I'll sit down, and then all of a sudden, what the heck? This is a Macklemore type beat. Yeah, now. yeah like yeah. It, you'll start making something, and then it'll just completely turn to something else. It's it's really interesting, and it's cool that you don't give up on it though. Like you don't get down on yourself when you're like, 
because I, I think that honestly translates to life in a lot of ways. Like people have these f- really laid out plans for themselves. And when things don't go according to plan, like a lot of people just like, well, just like give up, you know? And like, I think the better thing to do is like that. Like, okay. Like you came in, you thought you were going for a Harlow beat and you know, stuff happened. You could have like, you could have like got mad at yourself and be like, this isn't even Harlow. Like, what am I doing? But you, you know, you just, you just kind of see where it goes and Go with it. It, it always ends up going to somewhere in my eyes. It always ends up going to somewhere beautiful, this new place that you're like, all right, well let's run with it. Like whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like um, a lot of the big drastic changes that happened, happened in my life, they come out of the blue. Yeah. Like, like I would have never expected like myself to do something like that. Like, like, I don't know, like, if you'd have told me two years ago, three years ago, that I would, be, like, like we were talking earlier in the podcast, that you'd be able to speak decent Spanish in a conversation. Yeah, I'd be that's, like, that's crazy. No way, like, that's crazy, right? So, like, it, you, it, yeah, I think that there's a time and a place to be critical of, like, of, like, of your work and stuff like that, but for the most part, you just got to find what's beautiful in it and just play to your strengths. And that's one thing that I've really tried, been tr- like, really, like, I think been trying to focus on is play to what, what you're good at. So, and like, keep trying to make those tools in your, in your arsenal better and whatnot. And sometimes like a strength will slowly creep up on you. Like I didn't realize that at like, one of the best compliments that I got w- was from was from Vaughn actually, and he told me that he really liked my drums. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, dude, that's I'm so glad he said that because it was a little bit of, you know, a little bit of confirmation that in it. And so like from now on, I've like I, I've, I've been really proud of my drums, and I've been able to like go into them confidently, which yeah. it's really interesting because I've never I've never. I, I tried picking up drums, and I've I plan to do so still. Like uh, hop on the kit. Yeah. Um, but I've never like like in in band I played saxophone, but I don't know. I guess my strengths were in my drums. I guess <laughs> so. Um, yeah, like that's one thing too. I wish I would have done. I wish I pl- I wish I would have played band in high school. Yeah. Yep, I wish. I when wish did you play sax? Bit. Middle school? Middle school, sixth yeah. through eighth. And I, I picked it up really quickly and I loved it. I played with my buddy Josh Olson. I think he played saxophone in high school. Um, I just wish I would have rolled with it. Yeah, same here. I, I, I did choir in middle school just because I wasn't a singer. I just I didn't want to play an instrument at the time. And I heard choir was easy. So that's what I did. And um yeah, no, I'm the same way. I wish I wish in high school I would have played an instrument because I, I have a guitar I mess around with every now and again. But I think my mind my mind works well with that sort of stuff. I think, and I love music, so like yeah, yeah, it would have been. Now it seems like a no brainer, but again, like we talk about that, but I, I don't know. I don't know if back then I was in the right mindset to be to be playing in band, you know, I would have been, I think I would have been like, oh, then I would have been labeled as a band kid and I wouldn't have been okay with that. But whereas now, like, obviously I don't give a crap. Like, yeah. It doesn't it's, matter. It's really, I think that just comes with like graduating and everyone goes on the way. Like yeah. you start to realize that like one's person, one person's like 
thought of you where like I, I won't downplay the fact that in high school you see these people every day so yeah it's so much different than how college is or whatever you right know, you spend a lot after. of time alone in college yeah and whereas like in high school like you're on these people every day and you know their thought or their thoughts of you are very important to you yeah um but like you you come to realize that you can really do whatever you want and yeah. like it doesn't really matter what they say yeah. a lot of times you don't even hear it no so yeah like transition to college is very healthy for me yeah same here yeah <laughs> it's interesting you talk about like play to your strengths and stuff i think i think that's a cool that's a cool quote what do you what do you i guess what do you say to someone that like okay like i get that's like cool and all but what if you kind of like what if you evaluated some of like some of those dull tools in your box and you try to sharpen those up yeah i think that i think your strengths like your strengths almost they almost play into your weaknesses too because like for me um melodies are quite difficult for me to to come up with on the spot without making them sound corny so um I guess like you look at your weaknesses and you think I think the first step is realizing and being honest with yourself and saying yes that is a weakness of mine and then I think it's important to find people who where that's their strengths like I think that it's really important to find find connections that Oh, your your strength is making melodies. My strength is making drums. Let's make something great. And in that process, you you really learn. You learn just from seeing it, just from it being modeled to you. Um, and so, like, it's very rare that you find somebody who is a master in everything. So, for me in wrestling, it was I had difficulties being like riding on or. or like wrestling on top, like for people who don't know in wrestling, there's uh, when both people are on their feet, when one person's on their knee, hands and knees and the other person is like basically riding their back and then vice versa. And for me, I was, it was very difficult for me to um, be on top of somebody and holding them down. So I ended up working with a, a guy on my team. His name is Reese Thompson. And he really helped me learn kind of the aspects of, being a good writer, really. And Reese of all people. Reese of That's all, crazy. He he was a stud on top. He was a stud. And um and just picking up on the small mannerisms that he works with. And I don't think I I don't think I even purposely did it. It was just I wrestled with him for so long and so often that eventually like I just kinda picked up on it. And so now I what was once my weakness now became my strength. So it's first realizing that you had that that's a weakness because I think once you once you kind of do that your mind kind of switches. Like yeah. it, it kind of it it starts to really look like deeply into well what's what's kind of the the issues here and um what can I work on? And from there you just kind of go go with it really. Yeah. And just the more time, more time you spend on it, the better that they'll get. But yeah, the, your dull, your dull tools are also what, what kind of makes you extremely unique too. So it's very true. Yeah. Right. 
I think I think that's my biggest issue just just in life in general is I'm at the point now where I feel like I can recognize a lot of my strengths but and I'm I'm a very growth growth mindset oriented kind of guy and I can if if I spot a weakness I can quickly like try to work on it and improve upon it like and I'm I'm not going to turn a blind eye to it just because it's difficult like that's just not really who I am but I think it, it is it is spotting those weaknesses out that can sometimes be tough because I think especially as humans like your egos kind of get in the way of that Absolutely. I think your ego can even now that I think about this like probably does a good job of like hiding certain things from from yourself like you know someone might even call you out on something and you'll, you'll just get you'll just get defensive about it because you're like there's no way I do that but then like you know, I've had moments like that where in the moment you get all defensive and then you then you reflect a couple days later and you're like, well, and maybe it's from a person you don't even like. Yeah. And, that, and that makes it worse. But they're usually the most honest with you about that kind of stuff. And not all the time. Sometimes they are just lies and you got to you got to be able to differentiate those two things. But um, yeah, sometimes you reflect and you're like, well, I don't even like this person, but they honestly might be onto something and it, it's kind of cool because you can sometimes use your enemies as your greatest strength because they they're the be- a lot of your closest friends are just like and it's tough being a, a, a good friend with someone because you don't want to tell someone like yeah you should probably like work on that like I'm, I'm sure when you had like a drinking problem like if i was one of your closest boys i don't know if i'm gonna pull you to the side and be like logan like maybe you shouldn't like get drunk all the time, you know, like that's a tough conversation to have. I think girls do a much better job of having those conversations than guys do too. And, but yeah, if you get your enemy in front of you and like, maybe he starts calling you out on stuff, like maybe some of that's cap, but like some of that, if you reflect and like carefully listen, might actually give you an advantage in the long run. Cause they're, they're telling you what you should work on, you know? Absolutely. There's that's, uh, that's called your blind spot. And there's, there's, there's four aspects of your personality. There's the part of your personality that you know and others know. There's the part of the personality that you know and other people don't know. And then there's the aspect of your personality that you don't know but others do know. Yeah. And I th- and and obviously the last one is nobody knows and those are the most difficult to like you don't know and others don't know and those that's the most difficult problem to solve because if you don't know what the problem is you can't really solve it yeah <laughs> but yeah that blind spot that that corner where you don't know but others do know that's the gold that's the gold yeah that's the gold but i wish i could find people that would tell me what yeah. that gold is but i don't and i think that's the problem a lot of times is that like they probably think you do know it yeah and then and then that's even like okay checkmate because they're never gonna even tell you because they think you already know you yeah know? they just, think you already know and you're just kind of going with it yeah but, like it, it i agree a lot of times you do go you do get that information from people that you don't like it's, it's weird isn't that crazy it's yes, weird man very it's very crazy and um like it, it, it's it's also when you get that information from your friends it's also it's also it's very difficult because your friends have a lot of the same problems that you do. Yeah. And everyone's blind. It's just the blind leading the blind. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so a lot of times it's got to be an outside source. And 90% of the time it's uncomfortable and you don't want to hear it. Yeah. And so you push it away. But 
uh, or, or I mean, your brain works in mi- miraculous ways. Sometimes you justify it, like you flip it on its head and you start putting these. You start like, for example, like someone tells you, you have some sort of problem. Well, then you start saying, well, no, it's this other factor. But like you're just getting around the fact that that's just the sole problem. You just don't want to admit it you to do yourself. Have a problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just don't want to admit it to yeah. yourself. So and that, I think that's what we were talking. Maybe the pride or the ego kind of getting in the way of it. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah, the ego, the ego definitely gets gets in the way of a lot of things. And um, yeah, like it's strange because like I think I think your ego. Whoops, I think your ego comes like it starts to get a lot more stronger as you get older because yeah, you, you feel because you've been with yourself for so long yeah. and then you get caught up in like like your own personality and stuff like that and it's it's difficult to get past it yeah it's very difficult to get past it um but i i, I also i also am a I, i'm a, not necessarily a fan but i i'm a support and i'm i'm someone who would think that having a little bit of an ego is a good thing yeah like you have to, you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You have to have a little bit of swagger in your stuff. A I think bit. you, yeah, you got to stick up for yourself too, which is something that, like, you know, I was always taught from my parents, just like be humble and like, yeah, that that was a, that's like kind of what I'm getting at is just like be a humble person. Don't don't flaunt what you have, and I think that's good. But I I kind of like and it took me so long because once you do something for so many years it's so hard to like break out of that and it's only now that i've been in you know on my own in colorado for the past few months where it's like no there's a difference between being humble and like and humble versus like kind of cockiness and then there's i think you can what i'm trying to say is i think you can still be humble and know what you have and i think i was being humble but I wasn't truthfully telling myself like what I had, you know, and that, that, that just got in the way of my confidence, like, and my confidence just wasn't there because of that, you know? And once once you start realizing, no, you do have X, Y, and Z and you don't have to flaunt it. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, we're, we're onto something here, you know? And I think that's such a misconception in, in society in general is like, you know, someone tells you, you're like, you're like really good at something and you're just like, well, like I'm okay at it. You know, it's like in a way to me, that's a little degrading because it's like, if you were, if you were going to say like, just say thank you, because like, if you truly reflected on that, usually that is something that you are good at. And like, yeah, yeah, just, just like, it's okay to be like, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Instead of being like, no man, like I'm not that good. And like taking this quote unquote, like humble route where it's like, by you saying thank you like that's still being humble you're not like as opposed to like yeah like jeremy you're really good at podcasts and you're like you know the cocky route would be like yeah i know like i had like guess y and z on last week like you know like just no one's out here doing what i'm doing like you know that that's more the cocky route and it's like yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to ride that but i think a simple thank you is it, it sets your mind up for just like yeah, they acknowledge that, and I also know that, but I appreciate them for, like, telling me that. And even, like, stuff like the drums, which, like, I've started to realize, like, compliments compliments do matter a lot. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not a huge fan of the people that, I know some people that, like, just dish them out, like, 
like I don't I don't know I don't have a good analogy for that but they just they just always be dishing them out and I, I think a lot of it does some of it is like supply and demand like if you dish them out too much that compliment from that person like doesn't really mean a lot at least to me because it's like well you just told me yesterday that I had a nice shirt and you're telling me that today so it's like how many nice shirts do I have you know <laughs> like but like when when you when you when you slip them in subtly and like something like that where you like you like take so much like time and pride in like your craft and then like you always saw you were kind of like mid at drums and then like Vaughn comes in and he's like no dude like I actually think you're really good like that can change your whole mindset because then you start to see it like wait I actually do have something here you know yeah like, absolutely sweet the, the, I still remember the moment he told me that and uh, I remember what I responded to him I was like oh well they were just they were just like programmed in like I, I try to downplay it like like you yeah, were saying yeah and, but now, like, I, I take pride in them. And going back to your point where people will just dish them out, I I think it's actually quite egocentric that and manipulative that people that when people do that. I found, yeah. Dude, right? that's crazy you say that because the, the people I know that do that yeah. are some of the most manipulative. Oh, yeah. God. They're the people I like least. Let me just say that. Like, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I can say that because... I felt like I was that one. I was that person at one point. Yeah, people pleaser. You know, just want everyone to like me. So, and that's a good way to do it, right? Like, yeah, if you're dishing them out everywhere, like, you you have this kind of like positive vibe. But it's it's all a to me. It's all a facade. I see through it right away. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell like, when a compliment is truthful and yeah. a compliment is fake, and like, I don't think people realize the power of giving a truthful like compliment is like that can change somebody's life i don't think i think if i told vaughn that he, that he said that and i changed my way of thinking about my music i feel like he wouldn't even remember saying it yeah but like for me it was it was huge so yeah it's so important to really consider like if you're going to give somebody a compliment really think about what they're actually like you actually like about them because a lot of the times you noticed it because they're trying to like get you to notice it like like I, like for example if someone asks really good questions and you say oh you ask very good questions like they're probably asking questions knowing that they're really good at asking questions and they just want somebody to like notice it so yeah. that's could be really huge to them and then just really help their ego and yeah you can change people's life like that yeah you can change the course of a relationship too just like that just being truthful in your compliments but it's also it's very difficult to do the other way around is to is to give um criticism yeah because you can be truthful with your criticism and you can truly think that it's, there's something they're doing wrong but that could be something that they're intently doing like for example like somebody's vocals on a, on a piece is uh oh you're talking in terms of music okay yeah. like if you're like oh these vocals are they sound like they're in a box i'm like and i tell this person hey your vocals like sound like they're in a box well they say well that's what i was intending then i i like the way they sound so like, have you found yourself in a situation like that yeah before yeah that's that's tough because yeah it, it, i feel like this is a very specific case because in in any creative space you'll have you'll have that and yeah. it's like yeah yeah it's it's interesting because i've never had anyone tell me this but it would be i'm i'm a big believer on like i try to leave this in its most like natural thing possible and like i could i could very well see someone that listens to a lot of my episodes maybe like 
if I were to like get a little more popular, like you know, there'd be this outsiders that would be like when when you get a little more popular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Um, it, you know, it would be like it would be like you know why why do you have all these kind of like weird pauses and stuff like why don't you just cut those out because like that's that's the thing to do today you know it's like yeah if, if, if there's a weird break in the in the thing like leave it out and that i i like but that's like you said that's purposeful well that's like, my intent right? yeah like, yeah <laughs> so that and then it becomes this you know if 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 the receiver of that feedback gets is gets often gets defensive about that like then it's like you find yourself in this kind of weird position but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah absolutely and so it's it's really interesting because i'm a firm believer that if you do something by mistake it's 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 a mistake but like well here let me backtrack like i try to do as much as i can like with my music with intent right like because like if i make something and, th- and i do something by mistake and i'm like oh that was a mistake but it sounds pretty good like that's cool and all but i think it's really important to find the in- like the intent be- behind it right like so like for example like with your your example like if you were to just upload your podcast and just leave all the th- all the things in it, and somebody says, "Oh well, this awkward pause here, you could have cut that out," and, but you did it by mistake. I think it's a valid criticism. But if it's done intently, like I think, like we were saying, like then that's different, and it's really just a taste thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I say I say when because like, dude, like there's not many people, especially in Oshkosh, where like I like I think. Um, Vaughn and Ian, they're super, super consistent. And then you, and then like I see, also see Holden also too. He's he's. I don't know if you've heard anything about Holden. No, I haven't. Is he get into music a little bit? Not music, but with just his aspect of life. I th- those are those are three guys or four guys now that I've kind of just been kind of just been waiting for the success to come. You know, because yeah. it's like just. When, with consistency, um, I haven't talked to Holden in a while, but it sounds like he's he's doing some pretty crazy things. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it's always kind of it's interesting, especially when you move out of state because you kind of you talk to people sometimes, and then you kind of hear you're like through the grapevine, like so and so has been like getting it getting after it lately, and you're like, oh my, like what are they doing? Like you know, yeah. <laughs> and you would like hit him off, and like people just have a different way of moving, and they go through these phases, and like oftentimes like. I, I, to be honest with you, like, I come back to Oshkosh and I'm, I'm a little bit saddened because, like, you know, I was like, well, you were doing this really cool thing. And then, like, why, why did you stop? And, yeah. you know, you know, everyone's like, well, life got in the way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, it's just, it sucks, man. It's just. When people say life, life gets in the way, like, part of me sort of understands it. But at the same time, like, like, what's getting in the way? Like, you know, like, this, your time is pouring through your your fingers like you wouldn't believe yeah yeah and i i think the 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 guy i had on last night really had like a a good a good thing to say about that he's he's um i think he said he's in his 40s now so he's a little bit ahead of us um in terms of that just like life and life experience and stuff like that and he he's the uh the the only person who owns a record store in Oshkosh. So he's like this creative like us. I I think I've kind of realized I just, I really enjoy above all, like bringing on 
bringing on creatives and people that like see life in that light and like while while you might have this and this like you do have this other aspect of your life that like you're just doing it because you love it just like stuff like that is like and that often turns out to be something creative you know not always but you know even when people say they love snowboarding like well it's like why do you like snowboarding because a lot of times like people like it because they they get to like do their own route and like i'll never forget like first couple times i was on those runs like one of the girls I was with, I was like, I was like, I just don't know, like, how am I supposed to go down the hill? Like, do I just gun it? And she's like, well, I wouldn't advise that. But like, yeah. I was like, well, what do I do? And she's like, that's like the fun part about snowboarding is like, you get to pick what you want to do. And Choose I was like, path. oh my gosh, like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm like, I am a creative. And I was like, okay, I, I should have known that. But like, yeah. I just, once she said that, I was like, okay, wait, this just became a lot more fun because it's like. I'm not following any rules. It's no. just like, it's up to me, you know? And it's wide open. Yeah. And I, I've been starting to look at activities like that with like, with that same creative mindset, like even with things that have a definitive route and definitive answer, I almost find like some activities where it's more like more structured is like where creativity is like super important. Yeah. Like it's, there's creativity in everything. Like even there if you're is. doing math, like there's different ways to do it. I actually, I remember in high school, I was in Mr. Stelfluk's class. Yeah. And he posed the question. Great teacher. Government teacher. teacher yeah. Oh my gosh. Beautiful teacher. Um, and uh, he, he posed the question in the class. He was talking about like the postmodernism, like age. And like why he was questioning why like the newer generations are questioning everything. Like, and he said, well, he gave scientific laws and an example. It's like, well, if there's this law that is like, why do are we questioning the laws? Like, why are we questioning if, if we've already determined that this is 100% sure, why are we questioning it? And I didn't say anything, and I kicked myself for not saying anything, but I was thinking, like, that's silly not to question everything. Like, because that, that would be implying that we know everything already. And I don't think that, that that's the case. Like, whether it's snowboarding, whether it's podcasting, making music, art, there's always there's an unlimited amount of ways that you can do something yeah so like that sh that for me is super motivating because the ability to do something different and like be able to not only like take what i know and then just t making my own spin on it and just making it feel like it's my own that's so motivating i mean that's a lot of ways it makes you human in a lot of ways yeah because you know? you're like you put things in a new light that no one else has seen it and that new light is based on you like absolutely that's so like that's got to be the one of the most like rewarding things ever you know to see and i even think like my my podcast isn't that popular but i even think like just just putting it out there and like even when i get like 20 plays on an episode like 20 people listen in to something that like i put my own spin on like yeah and they like and you know, like you get a compliment on it and they never get old, you know, unless it comes from one of those people that like <laughs> always be dishing out the compliments. And I'm yeah. like, you mean nothing to me. But like <laughs> when like someone like truthfully comes up to you and you can tell it and they're like, you know, I listened to that episode the other day. Like it was like, it made me think about X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that's me, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. I made that happen. You know, it's like it, those, those never get old. Like absolutely, it's, it's awesome. Man. That's why creatives, that's why I feel like creatives get into it. Yeah. Is to change, change lives. Yeah. Cause yeah. like there's so many people out in the world that there's, it's very, very unlikely that you've been in a situation that no one's ever been in. So 
if you can give your own perspective on it and it almost acts as a key to somebody else's lock, like that's so huge. Yeah. That that for me is what motivates me to make music. Yeah. And so like for a while it was like, oh man, I wanna I wanna get all the girls and have yeah. all this money and be famous and yeah, whatnot. But yeah. then it was like Man, like I look at how music impacted me and how it changed my life, and I'm like, like it just makes me so like motivated to be like, yeah, I can, I want to do that for other people, like, and like even with podcasting, that must be like one of the best compliments is that it made somebody think, like, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, because I I put so much in it, and and really the only reason I put it out is so like if other people really want to listen in, like I I have I've I've always had hopes that like maybe maybe this can get someone like off their ass and doing something cool like this, you know, like, yeah. and it like to hear people like, and I, I've already had a couple people, like I never would have thought this, but like a few people like hit me up and be like, you know, I want to like start my own podcast. Like, how do I do that? And I'm like, I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm that dude. And now, <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like so cool. Like, and you know, like, yeah, uh, I get, I get list off a few names, but it's just like, it's sweet to see people like, almost to an extent like get inspired by what i've been doing like it's it's like one of the most rewarding things ever it's not that paycheck that i currently don't get but like even if it did come like i don't think that would be the most rewarding thing like it would it would be changing lives you know absolutely and and i think that the people i think the compliments that you see i think that's just nice the tip of the iceberg yeah right because like i mean especially for someone it t- like I said before, it takes a lot of balls and confidence to like start something small and from the ground up because yeah. that's when you're gonna get the most criticism. Like, yeah. oh, get back in line. Like, what are you doing? Like, so like for someone like for a lot of people, I'm sure that they've listened to your podcast and thought like, wow, like I've really been thinking. I've I've really been thinking like I've been thinking about getting into painting or photography this whole time, and then here's this guy is actually doing it. Maybe like. He's showing me how to do it. Like it's got to be inspiring, right? Absolutely. You know, there's no way around it. Like, absolutely. And like, yeah, like, I think that because uh, I've I, I'm telling you this now, but I still fall in the same trap. Like, it's well, it, this isn't doing any sort of impact. And then yeah, I'll like be talking to someone, and they'll be like, they'll bring up like my photography, and be like, I got into photography because of that, or because of like the senior video that I made, and I'm like wow that's really cool and it's really something i'm never gonna forget it's like wow like that's perfectly why i did it because it's crazy to inspire man. others yeah. yeah but yeah like i and uh, it's it's difficult because it's hard for me to say like oh go out and do it go out and post your and post your stuff online because i i'm not doing it at this moment yeah right um but like yeah when you're ready and or even when you're not ready, like sometimes you just gotta, gotta take a leap, really. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it comes down to the whole thing we've been ringing out throughout the entire episode too. Is that like before you go ahead and post whatever the, or do whatever you want to do, like you need to know, like you have to, and you maybe even write a journal entry to yourself, just being like, I know no matter what anyone says, like I will keep this thing going. Yeah. And like, I, I think that's the biggest thing is just really not caring what anyone says and, and maybe even taking it a step further, maybe you don't care what other people think, but then when someone gives you an opinion about, about your craft, 
whether that be negative or positive, really like reflect and be like, okay, especially if it's like feedback, reflect if it's truthful. And if it is, and they point it out like a flaw that maybe you could improve upon, or you see the point, like take that and like use it to improve. Like they're usually, they're giving you free advice. Like, yeah, and it's like, whether you're my enemy or my best friend, like I'm going to take that advice. And like, especially if you're my enemy, like jokes on you because you just made my podcast better. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, right. like, <laughs> and I think it's also knowing that you're going to fall on your face. Yeah, like yeah. you're not going to come. That's, you're, yeah. You're going to make like, you're just starting. And so you're going to make mistakes that within a month, you're going to look back and yeah. think, I didn't even think about but that. But that's the most like, gratifying part about this entire thing is because like i especially for like me and you we have documentation of that so we go back i go back to that first episode i recorded and like i was like purposely i think like being myself like more like i turned like the max to my of myself on to like 11 out of 10 because like i because i started knowing that like i'm sure like no one no one's ever come to me because that, that's just how society is today like a lot of those conversations about like and i know plenty of people have these like you know like he's so cringy like look at him like they even don't tune in and like you know they're, they're laughing at me whatever like but none of that gets back to me because Unlike the eighties and the seventies, like people today just don't have balls to say that to you anymore, but they'll do it. They'll do it behind your back. And like, I'm okay with that. But like yeah. you go back to those early episodes and to me, like it's especially when I have a few drinks, I, I, I turn it on and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, I would not have said that. I would not have said that, but it's like so funny to like, you recognize that now. And you, cause yeah. and that to me is like, I have improved that much that I, I can be at the point where like I can spot my own weaknesses now, like from back then. And I, I'd be yeah. like, I never do that now. But like, and just think in six months, you'll take a look back at this yeah. podcast and be like, Oh, probably wouldn't have said that yeah, or did that. Exactly. Or, yeah. So exactly. that's, yeah, I think that's just part of the learning curve is that the only way to like, to figure out what you need to work on is by doing it. Yeah. And so it's just like you speaking Spanish. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like it, you'll, you'll, once you start like actually getting into it, you'll come to realize that the problems that you thought were, you were going to have really weren't problems. And the problems that you actually are having weren't even a thought. Yeah. Like they, you didn't, you didn't even realize that, that you would be thinking about that. And so just like starting and like, trying to get your reps in really is is super important yeah super important and yeah like i also i also think it's important to realize that how you like i think I, you might have heard this like how you do one thing is how you do everything so like trying not to cut corners as best you can and like if you don't if you really don't want to do something it's probably something that you really have to do so like yeah, like not being afraid to just take that leap, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I've, I, I think twenty twenty four for me is is really like going to be the year of like, because I, I I think I've I've really been thinking a lot about like challenges and what what that brings to the table for me. And I'm like, I've come to like step back and like like this at the at the airport. I did a lot of this and really think about it and really like for me my life like. I live and die by like challenging myself. And like, I think, I think like doing what I'm doing for my career is a great example of that. Like a lot of thing, a lot of something that a lot of people don't know is that a PhD while like, yeah, like you're, you're a PhD, like people will like 
people will like listen to your opinion about what you study because obviously like those letters mean you know a lot about that subject like at the same time like it also like tremendously limits the amount of jobs you can get which is weird but like like yeah theoretically like if i had my phd i could get a, a job that a bachelor's about like someone with a bachelor's could get but i would never do that because i that i would be taking a pay hit yeah so like the number of phd jobs like there are very few because like these are these are people that like are gonna like companies are gonna pay these guys a lot of money and they don't want to do that but like if they have to do it and they need these experts like there's no way around it but there, there aren't a lot of positions which automatically makes it harder for me to get a job so it's like well jeremy like why would you set yourself up for that it's because like i love what i do and every day like i go and i learn something new and it's incredibly challenging because you always the field keeps advancing and you have to always like keep up you know and it's like but that's like the challenge to me is very rewarding because like and and like kind of getting at what i'm getting at for the new year is like and i think you were kind of touching on this is like whatever like you probably don't want to do or like more more specifically what i've been doing is like thinking about things i'm like afraid of whether that be like approaching a girl or like you know doing doing different things like i've always wanted to go skydiving but i'm like a little like afraid of that and like whatever i have like a slight fear of just like instead of backing down like i think the important thing to do for those is like double down because when i when i get like that my you know my heart racing like that adrenaline flowing like that that's really to me like it reminds me that like i'm human and that like i'm alive yeah and like that's when i know i've like found okay this is probably like a weakness or something that like you haven't done before but like that's just another thing you can check off on your box and be like i've got that perspective now i've been there i've done it you'll get through it and then on the end like whether you fail whether you, like you said you fall flat on your face like at least you can say you've done it you know yeah it's just and it, it snowballs because you do one thing you're scared of and then that just gives you more reason to look back and like so say you you do you do go skydiving then when you're in a when you're in a bar or something like that and you see an attractive girl you want to talk yep. to you think to yourself I jumped out of a fucking airplane. Yeah, yeah, why exactly. like, why yeah. am I scared? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So it gives you just more confidence and it's really making the small wins that make, that lead you to making these, to like making these bigger decisions that can really change your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also like, I think that's where a lot of people, like when, like, I think, I feel like we're in kind of an epidemic for like mental health right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that really stems from people not, challenging themselves because you, you'll come to find that you would think that as you take on more responsibility and more stress that you'd that you become more stressed and I it mean, seems right i i thought that way for the longest time yeah. and yeah and in some circumstances it is sometimes yeah. you overload yourself but the more you start to challenge yourself the more you feel accomplished and you the more you can find yourself in these states of flow flow yeah. state and stuff and it's it really like it's almost backwards. The more stress you, you take on, the less stress you feel. Yeah. In some circumstances, it's very strange. But I've, I've found that the times where I'm the most depressed is the times I'm not doing anything at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's that's a, a thing I don't think a lot of people understand. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, Is so do you see, are there aspects of your, your PhD program? That starts in August, right? 
It started la- last, last August. August. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is there aspects of that there that kind of play over into your everyday life? Like things that you learn? I know it might be difficult with immunology, like, but like, is there things that you learn that you are able to like use in your everyday life? Huh. I'd, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but you were talking about that, right? How like different different aspects of your life all seem to kind of like bleed over blend together right yeah huh i guess it's easier for me just because like my degree is just the study of like how people work in teams and stuff but yeah no i i'm I'm going off the rip like the first thing that comes to mind because i think for these types of questions like when you're put on spot like literally just the first thing that comes to mind i think is like a good thing to go off of i there's um this might get into a little a little bit of the weeds here but um i've been wanting to use this analogy for a while to describe the immune system and i think i think this gives me a good chance to to kind of do that so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i think when you when you think about when you think about like like a medieval castle i think that's a good way to describe your immune system okay and i can kind of see where this might be going yeah the immune system to a lot of people i think it, it is your defense against against those things that are trying to steal nutrients from you you know whether that be a bacteria or a virus whatever it may be absolutely um and those things those things are trying to break into that castle you know which is your body i i I think more so see the castle as as your body and then you see you see the immune system as like your you're like infantry, you know, like your, 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 your defense. So, you know, you got like, whether that be like, I don't know, castle defenses that well, but like, you know, you have the bridge where you can like, they can pour lava on the bridge before they get into the door. They have like the archers, the cannons, like all this different stuff. And like, I think that in a lot of ways represents like the different players of the immune system. And I think evolution has carved this insanely cool thing that like has really emulated a lot of what like castle defense represents or any sort of defense so you have you have those i mean you think about like people like napoleon going to battle like back in i I recently saw napoleon um that just came out in theaters and you see like people going into battle you know you see those that first line of like people you know just walking out there with guns like I just feel bad whoever is on the front line of that because you know they're going to die. And yeah. there, there's certain cells, like certain immune cells that like, they're called neutrophils that like, they like your body just pumps these out like bananas, but like, and they're very powerful. They can kill what you want to kill, but like, they're going to die. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they only last a couple days. Like they're not really meant to survive that long. And those sure. like, we respect the hell out of those people. Those are the soldiers that are on the front lines. Like, battle of normandy you know that first boat that went on the beach like yep. you're dead but like that's what we need to start like this this you greater know. cause yeah. yeah exactly so you have cells like that and you have other cell like facilitators like which those would be like kind of the generals or like the facilitators in the castle that are like you do this you do this you know there's certain cells that do that that kind of guide these these like more basic cells around to like give them different tasks and stuff and then there's something that I don't think really exists on the battlefield or in castle defense. And this is what comes into your question. And 
that's these like a, this it's it's called the adaptive immune system so it's it's this i don't know if you've heard of like b and t cells before yep. b cells are the the cells that produce antibodies that you know antibodies like everyone thinks like they're all like great and they are like those those a lot of times can totally stop whatever whatever thing you're facing virus bacteria whatever it is um and then you have T cells that are that are kind of like the facilitators, like I was telling you about. They kind of tell other cells, you do, you go over here, you do this. But the th- really cool thing about B and T cells is, so let's say bacteria comes in, these like really bad cells that are, you know, I say bad because they, they just go and they die essentially. Like those, those cells are kind of holding it at bay while these other, the adaptive immune cells are like, they're figuring out that bacteria, not, not even figuring out like what it is, but like exactly what it is. Like these cells can tell the difference between like the Delta variant of Omicron and the, the, the Delta variant of COVID and then like the Omicron variant. Like it is, they have these receptors that are so like, so nitpicky that like, let's say you have two T cells, one Delta, one for Omicron, like the Omicron the Omicron T cell will not be able to bind to Delta because it is, it is like so very specific, these receptors, but it has like a memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it, it, it's, it, you're like born with this, you know? So, oh. so you're, you're born with these cells. You have like, I don't, I don't even want to get into that, but like there's, there's a cell in your body, every, every different type of combination of B and T cell that could ever like exist for pathogens. So like you have, you have, a T cell in your body that can bind a variant of COVID that has never existed yet. I'll just uh, say that. Okay. Like, because there's a way evolutionarily that it can shuffle the receptor so many times that <laughs> it gives you endless diversity, essentially. It, it, it so is fascinating. Yeah, that's fascinating. But like, that is essentially like, so these are like, these are like the big wigs, right? But they take like days because it, to, because they really want to make sure that like, that's that's the bacteria that's there you know that's the one like and then once it figures it out then that that cell will be just cloned millions and millions of times and then all those guys will go out and guess what like they're so specific for that target that it'll just totally like wipe that target out because it's so specific and like it's like we got you we know exactly who you are and you're done (laughs) zone yeah and that that i guess now I'm trying to remember how I got into it. What was, what was your original question? Um, like, what? how does... Have you learned anything that you have been able to apply to your everyday life? Yeah. So, the, these very specific cells that... And their receptor, when it binds to said bacteria or said anything, is is lock and key so like like i said it's so specific that if it's if it's even just a tiny bit different it's not going to recognize it and it's not going to work and it, and it's like a lock and key like no t- no two keys are going to be able to unlock the same lock like it just doesn't work like that unless they're the exact same key and i i think i really see that in terms of i i think you could apply that not only in terms of my podcast that like the fan base that listens to this i would like to say like the audience sees my podcast as like a locking key for for them you know in in whatever reason if i grew up in the midwest it, all these things that culminate my relationships with others has led me to like converse with certain people in a certain way that when they listen like f- for some reason it just resonates with them and like i like love that and i think it's i think it's the same like i've really thought a lot about like 
certain friendships I have with people and like, especially people that like, I don't seem to click with. And like, I think that really gets at like that lock and key in the immune system. Like for one reason or another, like you guys didn't just mesh in this like perfect way. And like, like a T cell, you know, if it's, if, if it's receptors a little bit different than that bacteria that comes in, it's not going to click. You're not going to get that. You're not going to be able to kill that bacteria. And it, it, I think it's the same way for, for personality. Sometimes they just don't click lock and key like that. And like, I used to get really like personal about that. You know, why does this, why does this person like, I heard through the grapevine that they don't like me. Like, why is that? And it's like, those personalities just didn't click. Yeah. That's, and I've come to be okay with that. And I think that is okay. You know, you're not going to get along with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that kind of, that's almost kind of like just with, um, it's really interesting. Like how, like even just activities in general, like you just not click with something. Um, but yeah, that's actually that's a really good analogy. I like your castle analogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what would you, what would the, like a person's lifestyle be like in that analogy? What do you mean? Like if someone who doesn't wash their hands, or like someone who is someone who gets sick very often. Like what would <laughs> oh. their life? You know what I'm saying? Like eat, like their eating habits or something like that. Yeah, I would say to that. If we're gonna bring it back to the immune system and the castle, I would say you're you're. I mean, your castle is your body, right? So your, your castle is still there, but your your defense, and again, like your 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 defense is all there. And I I think you could even bring like the Packers defense into this, right? Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people have told me that we have all the pieces, we have all those really good guys are there. We have Jair Alexander, you know, all these all these different dudes. I wish I could name off more guys, but yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy on the Packers defense. Um, but you, you have all these different guys that are like all-stars in their own rights, but you have that dude on top, that defensive coordinator that's just not, doesn't really seem to be it in yeah. a lot of ways. And I, I, I think it, it, it's the same way in this analogy, you know, someone that gets sick all the time, like all their, all their defenses in their castle are there. It's just like, and they're all all-stars in their own rights, but maybe like they just don't have the facilitation isn't quite there and that like that response isn't isn't a very team oriented response and it's kind of just dudes running off on their own and it's not very coordinated and you know there are certain things that can help restore that response whether that be through exercise sleep diet those are the big three if you can if you can be proficient in all three of those like i think you'll find that you won't even you, you'll get sick a lot less and I, I think a lot of those times like you'll still encounter the same amount of people trying to get into your castle but you won't even know it's there because your team works so well that yeah <laughs> it doesn't even happen you don't even you don't even realize it you know so yeah my yeah. exercise you said exercise sleep and diet actually what what do you think do you think there's a fourth one or a fifth one or like are those just the big three because um I think mental health is definitely in there too, but often I find that like that mental health often comes at a byproduct of those three All things. All three things, right? yeah. Like, yeah. So, like diet is a huge one. I, that's one thing I've noticed. My dad's kind of instilled in me is that what you eat. Like a lot of times, I'll be like anxious about something. I'm thinking like, what? Why am I so anxious? Yeah. And all this stuff, and I'll think, well, I haven't eaten yet today. That's probably what it is, right? And it's so funny. You you eat the smallest amount of thing, and then you sit ten minutes later, and you're like, you take this deep breath, and you're like, 
Everything wasn't as bad as it seemed 10 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, so right, weird. Yeah. Right. It's so, so strange. And when you're in that state, when you're feeling very anxious, it's so easy to not to just want to just curl up, not do anything. And that just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's kind of transitioning, I guess, from that. Um, but yeah, like, um, anxiety, anxiety is, I've kind of dealt with anxiety my whole life. Um, and I didn't really start to find solutions to getting rid of it until very recently. Um, and yeah, exercise is huge. Even though, like I was saying before, I'm not a huge weightlifter or anything like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, I can get my, my heart very, uh, bump, uh, pumping is important to me. Um, yeah, diet. Diet is huge. Um, like I know that if I have McDonald's one day, I know tomorrow is going to be a battle mentally, mental health, mental health battle. Um, it didn't. T- it took me a little, a little while to correlate those two things together, though. Yeah, I think a lot of people our age like think, you know, I know a lot of people that have like Mickey D's or whatever crap food you want to name off on a day to day basis, and I-, I think it just comes down to them. You know, I ask them, I'm like, does that seem to affect you? And they they say no. And I think for a lot of those people that say no, it really just comes down to, like you said, kind of stay, taking a step back and correlating those because often I, I, I don't, I, I, I think almost everyone has it to some extent. Like there's no way you can feel, feel your tank up with just pure grease and just expect to get it the output that you're looking for. Like yeah. it's just not a reality, you know? Expect to be happy, expect to be in good shape. Yeah. It doesn't expect to have a clear clear thought. Clear thought. You know, right? just simple things like that, you know? It's clear mind. It's very strange because even without drinking, sometimes uh, like I'll eat like crab like one day and the next day I'd feel hungover. It would still feel I'd be like I'd have a headache and I'd feel groggy and all that. And it's it's interesting because I think it's sugar, a lot of sugar. I just yeah. have had too much sugar, and then the next the next morning I just feel awful. And I don't think a lot of people realize that sugar is obviously sugar is very bad for you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it, it's in everything now. I I mean you need you need sugar to live, right? But it's like I mean. It, like it tastes amazing so like food companies have figured out well we'll just put it in everything and people will eat our food more and that's exactly what's happened you know yeah and like americans are really bad with this oh yeah we're one of the worst yeah i i um i i went random random housing uh this for this year and i got paired up with three guys that are from india and Every now and then, I'll just like kind of take a look at some of the some of the things that they're eating. Just kind of look at the ingredients list, and it's like two lines of things. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's it, there's just it's like how do you find food like that? Yeah, <laughs> right. right? <laughs> um, and so, but then I look at I'll pick up something that like something that I bought, and it's just like a whole paragraph. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. wow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I can't even pronounce half the things I'm putting in my body, but. <laughs> Just go with it, I guess. Yeah, society has just kind of gotten to the point where we don't, we don't, I think, twice a lot about that stuff. Absolutely not. I mean, we've grown up on it. Like, and it's hard to say what, like, where, what the paradigm was like when I was, you know, when you're a kid, but it didn't really seem like, it didn't really seem like as big of a deal as it is now. Like, I think we are now starting to kind of realize it. I mean, I guess back then there were things like supersize me and, 
and shows like that where like people would go on an all McDonald's diet. I, I yeah. think I don't remember. Uh, I think Mr. Becker shows that. Um, our leadership teacher in high school. I think he showed us that, but um, yeah, like. I don't think it, it's never really been this big of an issue until now, or it hasn't been talked about as much. I don't, th- at least in my opinion, I could be completely wrong though. <laughs> no, but. no, I think, I think you're right. I think it is being talked about more and, um, the, but the, those big, those big food producers, especially like, like cracker companies like Nabisco or, you know, Lay's, companies like this really like, spend a lot of money in Congress to, to prevent the education of, of us, because they know if people find out how bad the stuff they put in their foods is that like people stop buying their product. That means less money for them. And it's, it's, it's this terrible ethical, it's not even an ethical dilemma. It's just like, you're a piece of crap, but that, that's, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And I, I, um, Yeah. We definitely have a lot of work to do on that front. Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening with the cigarette companies too. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh yeah. History repeats itself as it goes. And yeah. um, Yeah. Seatbelts. It was the same thing. You know, it's obvious that people that wore a seatbelt died less, but car manufacturers knew they had to spend a couple extra hundred bucks per car putting seatbelts in. They didn't want to do that. They didn't care about the consumer. Yeah. It's very, yeah, very interesting. Um, I remember seeing a clip of like kind of in the same tone. I remember seeing a clip of like a congressman, like going to like Flint, Michigan and like they gave him a glass of water and just the way he was like drinking it. Like he was arguing that the, the water was fine, but he would like barely just like drink it i'm like gosh is that not the biggest red flag ever and i mean but like i think that that kind of goes i think that that spans across all things that are bad for society like um like food or cigarettes like i'm 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 curious to know if the big wigs like like marlboro 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 yeah i wonder if he smokes cigarettes or he you know like i don't know Probably not. Yeah, I, I, right. I just watched a, a a show very similar to this called Painkiller. Oh. It's about um, like how like oxycotton got really got really popular, and what they would do is there was a stat at the beginning of the show that um, if you take oxycotton, it's timed release the same the same like effects you get as heroin. Oh, like really? timed release like because like heroin is i think is more instant so i say time release because like oxycontin over over like as it gets released in the body like is the same level like high wise as heroin you know and um and they knew this but they didn't they didn't tell anyone and probably kept it hush yeah yeah the, the way they they got their their pills to sell is um they hired these like really attractive girls to go and talk to doctors who are at the time and still now made like majority male and you know got them to just push these pills and the more it wasn't the more prescriptions that the doctors had it was the more volume the more oxycontin each doctor would give to their patients meant the more money for that like that girl that was selling the drugs to to the doctor the doctor himself got more money 
and then the company also got more money because the volume gets in is like I, they knew oxycon was very addictive and you get them taking one or two pills at a time they see how cool it is you know and how like amazing the effects are and they have 40 pills left and their surgery's already done or whatever yeah. pain is is gone like they're like okay well i might as well finish the bottle and then by that point they're addicted you know yeah. and it's like costs all these lives and it didn't matter they had a paycheck at the end of the day it's, yeah right it's all they cared about you know yeah um i going back to that point where you said that they had like attractive girls going to talk to these doctors it's really interesting how just like your credibility really stems from like physical features if that's one thing i've re i've realized um i took a class that kind of talked about that that's interesting yeah. so interesting because it's like for men it's if you're tall if you're muscular if you're handsome that's good for you if you're a woman however if you're attractive that's actually in many times bad for you yeah because then people question your intelligence and stuff like that um just through stereotype and whatnot and that's always been really interesting to me because like this I, i'm very fascinated by like leadership roles and leadership styles and how people get into get into powerful roles and whatnot and some of the characteristics that they that they have and it's just really interesting because like even like for the jail system if you like an attractive person is far more likely to get off light easier than a non not Whoa, an attractive person right? really yeah that's that 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 was kind of scary but it's also very fascinating because you could say the exact same things and have com two completely different paths of life depending on the way you look like how attractive you are which i mean i mean it, may, it kind of kind of makes sense like i mean that's the reason why they call it attractiveness because you know you're attracted to it obviously um but yeah that's uh, i don't know how i got on that i got a little sidetracked there but yeah that's been that, that was really interesting to me um but no yeah i think that i think it's very clear now that um companies definitely um capitalize on disaster obviously like like um like big pharma and then um the wartime industry um the military complex Am I am I saying that right? Industrial military Industrial, yes, complex. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Sad. But. Yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's capitalism for you. It has it has it fosters like what you said. It fosters competition, like which um, like what you were getting at. Like you just need someone to be in the studio with you, like that might even be slightly better than you because. Absolutely. That competition is, I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I I ran the best time I ever ran in cross country. Like, um, do you know John Thill? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He he He's was he was he started like his freshman year. He started dropping time like crazy, and we got to the conference meet. And to go to to go to sectionals, you have to you have to um, you have to at least like take like top five on on varsity so it was the varsity meet john thill was like i think like our seventh man like for that meet like he wasn't he wasn't projected to like get top five and i was you know i i just wanted a spot for sectionals it was my senior year sectionals you know yeah. and, um 
yeah, I, I got to the, or maybe that was, no, it might've been my junior year. I think it was my junior year sectionals. I, again, I just wanted to go to sectionals and, you know, it's it a tough course, a lot of hills and we're, we're finishing up and probably got quarter mile left. And what do you know? John Thill out of nowhere passes me, which I think it was like the fifth spot. And like, awesome. I knew like, if I didn't get that, like my spot wasn't going to be secured for sectionals. And he comes whizzing by me and I'm like, hell no i was <laughs> yeah. so like because i was like the old head at that point i'm like i'm not letting no freshman like be me and like yeah like probably about like 200 meters left like i pass him back and i i like just took off like i probably i probably passed him double the speed what he passed me at and like i was like okay i got him and like last last step of the entire race i'm all the way on the left of the finish line and i was like okay he's gonna have to pass me on the right if he wants to pass me and um, I didn't look back at this point. I was like, I, I just think looking back at the end is so stupid. Like you just, just run. And, yeah. um, last step of the race, man, the, the finish line on the left is like this tree. And then it's like me, like right next to this tree. And somehow he like sneaks in right <laughs> next to me in the tree. And like, I was like, there's no way he beat me. He took it. And like, I look at the results like 30 minutes later, he beat me by like four tenths of a second. <sighs> And that's, I was like, no way. Hurts. I still ended up going to sectionals oh. and like running. So it was fine. But like, yeah, it's just that competition that like, and yeah, this is like the big, what I was getting at is like, ironically, I looked at my, I looked at my time and it was like the fastest time I ever run. Yeah. And I never ran a faster time again. I haven't yet. And competition is a huge it's motivator. It's crazy. Yeah. Huge motivator. I was like, oh my gosh, I just like got my best time I've ever gotten ever like yeah. it was it was nuts and yeah. like totally de- dedicate that to john thill yeah. and like him like pushing me at the end there because i was i was cooking at the end you know like yeah um and probably a little fire under your butt yeah you yeah. yeah and get, just getting back to what we we're talking about in terms of capitalism i think that's why we have you know one of the most powerful economies i think and one of one of the most creative economies too is like some someone might get an idea at the same time as you maybe even independently but then it just becomes a race as to like who is going to get that idea to the consumer faster and in a lot of ways it 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 fosters like really cool solutions to problems which i think is capitalism i think that's a big advantage for capitalism but the negative is it it discounts the consumer's well-being yeah at the expense of money and making 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 a good you know making it good well-being for yourself which is definitely a negative i would say absolutely because i mean it's all in the end i mean you're in it to make money yeah there's no i mean i think that if like people that say that they aren't i mean a lot of cases they're lying to themselves i think um because at the end of the day you're there to make you're there to make money so like yeah, and, and people would do that at the expense of others in the blink of an eye. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's scary because I, I don't know. I've thought a lot about it. Like, because a lot of my job, like, if I wanted to go to a big company, like, that would be big pharma essentially i'd go to like a pfizer or a moderna and develop vaccines and it's like while while i believe in vaccines and i there is there isn't a belief there's just the research is there there's i I don't like saying i believe because there it's known this is this is known information um but i I don't know if i'd agree with necessarily all the things that they stand for in terms of because at the end of the day like you said they want to make money and I just don't know if that really aligns with my ethics. 
So I've been thinking a lot about that, you know. Yeah. That's something I really want to do. Sacrifice some of my 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 ethics as a person and my personal beliefs when it comes to that just to just to sell myself to make to make a ton of money, you know. I just I don't know if that's something I want to do. And I I mean, I think that, that that's with anything in life cuz I mean, if you're trying to get into a game, there's going to be rules and some rules you aren't going to like, yeah. but you're just going to have to kind of go with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I also think that it's also important to try to push those boundaries and kind of challenge some of those rules. Yeah. You know, like this, I think it's true. The saying goes like some rules are just made to be broken. Right. Um, yeah. I think that, um, if you do it with good intention and, um, you do it with intent rather than mistake, I think it's really important. I think it's important to do it. Hmm. Heck yeah. yeah. What do you say? Do we call it? I think, I think, um, yeah, I think we're, I think I've uh, ex- expended everything I got. Awesome. <laughs> so. Well, it was, it was great to have you on, Logan. I, yeah. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hop on the pod and chop it up a little bit. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Sure. <laughs> I've I'll always wanted to. Hit so. you up with the dab up. <laughs> Absolutely. Good times. There we go. I think, I think, um, yeah, I think we're, I think I've uh, ex- expended everything I got. Awesome. <laughs> so. well, it, was, it was great to have you on, Logan. I, yeah. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hop on the pod and chop it up a little bit. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Sure. <laughs> I've I, always wanted to. Hit so. you up with the dab up. <laughs> Absolutely. Good times. There we go. <laughs> All right. I think we're rocking and rolling here. This is decent. <laughs>